Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. Yeah, what's up? Connor's not here. Connor, Connor couldn't make it this week, which was planned. We knew he wasn't coming. Uh, so we've got all our best Connor material. <laughs> so that means <laughs> Doomsday Clock had a sneak release, and he's not here to talk about it. Yeah, issue seven was so good. One, yeah, it was. We'll talk about that. Uh, no, so so Connor's not here. He'll be back next week. But uh, we do talk about comics on this show, DC Comics specifically. And coming up on this week's show, we have Justice League number six. We have Batman fifty three, Green Lanterns fifty three, Batgirl twenty five, Batwoman eighteen, Aquaman thirty nine. And that's it because it's a fairly light week. We have six total mm-hmm. books. Um, we did say we might cover Sandman Universe this week. Uh, that's not happening for a couple of reasons. One is I I read the first couple of pages before I fell asleep last night. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I I well, you were trying to enter the dreaming. Yes. Uh, let's just be real. Yes, it, um, it, it, it helped. That's all I'm saying. But no, yeah. I, I, it's not always bad. It seemed like it 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 was it was maybe going to be very good. It's hard to say. Uh, but I can reveal that the, the winner of the Patreon vote for this mm-hmm. month's Comics Monthly, which obviously is a Patreon exclusive show that me and Connor mm-hmm. do every month, uh, is Sandman Volume 1. So, um, Connor just finished Sandman. I don't know. Uh, but, he has to restart now. That's when, hilarious. When I, when I got up and I was like, I could squeeze it in, because like, you know, it was a long issue as well. Um, and yeah. I was like, you know, am I just better waiting reading the first Sandman story <laughs> instead? Like I one. feel like you did need from the four or five pages I read. You do need a little bit of familiarity with that world, yeah, for things to make sense. Um, I got to a point where there was a raven named Matthew, and I'm just like, <laughs> what am I, what am I reading? Yeah. So and that's the um, other thing. Connor's the one who's read Sandman. Connor's the one who knows what he's talking about with Sandman. It felt weird for us to to do it. So, uh, so no Sandman Universe issue one. Um, although I'm sure Con- Connor, I didn't know re- Connor did read it since last week. Um, well, yeah. we'll, he can give some thoughts next week. Uh, um, yeah. off the cuff, yeah. but uh yeah so so that's not happening. but it's a lighter week so we did ask for questions on the twitters and we got some in the twitters and the youtube comments uh so we'll do some do some of that uh what's bizarre is normally week three is when we have the most news because normally that's um solicits week um mm-hmm. or at the very least it's the the build-up to solicits uh mm-hmm. bizarrely i'm still expecting solicits on monday because it's just it's they're overdue at this point i think because it's a five five wednesday month uh, yeah. they're a little bit later than normal which is just, which is fine it does mean though that there's not been a big there's only been one thing that's popped up in the news this week the uh, pre-solicits which is weird usually there's a couple of things that are saying hey this is happening there's a new book launching or there's this yeah almost like a, almost like a tease yeah um, so there's not been much this month at all so that tells me that the solicits are probably um, not well not that they're not super exciting I guess it just means that we got so much about November from Comic Con that there was nothing else to to announce or talk about yeah. it. Yeah. So that makes sense. They don't sense. really need to double down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so not a ton of news. We have sales, though. We've got sales to talk about, Matt. Oh, Your yeah. Favorite. Numbers. Yeah, numbers are great. Like, like Chinese algebra. <laughs> what? Why you never heard that? No. <laughs> yeah, so that's weird because if you don't know the Chinese characters, everything looks the same. So you can't differentiate between numbers and letters. You know, where's where's algebra? You're looking for a hidden figure. Yeah. 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 So in any time math gets involved, I said it's all these Chinese algebra to me. You start throwing numbers at me, and my brain shuts off. But <laughs> y'all want to talk about Civil War history? I and I can hang. Good to know. So 
Um, yeah, so we'll start with the sales, actually, I think. Let's, let's, let's start with the big leading stuff. The sales talk to happen. July's numbers are in, uh, the top sales are in, and the, 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 the estimates of sold are in. And uh, it was a pretty big month. Uh, the top 10, there's only two books in the top 10, obviously number 9 and 10, which are under, under 100,000. So mm. that's, that's pretty, pretty notable. It's a pretty healthy month in terms of sales. Matt, can you guess what number one was? And this is for the month of July? Yes. Was there a new Spider-Man in July? There was. So I'm going to guess Spider-Man. You're guessing Amazing Spider-Man number one. Which yep. was five ninety nine for for reference. Yep. That sold two hundred eighty nine thousand copies, according to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I say according to this, I'm on Comicron's uh, website looking at their their monthly sales. Um, that was number two. Oh, so there's something sold more than Amazing Spider-Man one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was another? Was it? See, either Superman or Action Comics. Which one? Um, it might it's be not, it's not, neither. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> um, what else came out? Um, Jurassic Four didn't come out till now. Mhm. Uh, I I got nothing. I, I don't want. To, yeah, Batman. It's always Batman. Always. It's Batman, isn't it? It's Batman Fifty. Batman Fifty was number one. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I try not to do that. It's always Batman. Do you know what I love about that, though? Amazing Spider-Man number one. No, no, we don't care about that. Batman's still but Even at issue 50, Batman's still bigger. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did have the wedding, so long-time fans are curious there. Plus, it's a it's a milestone. Well, I, I feel like well, in, in Hold on this... a second. Hold on a second. They had the wedding. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. uh, up to that point, we, we figured it was still going yes, on. They promoted right? the wedding, for sure. I'll, 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 I'll concede <laughs> yeah. that much. But in this in this current climate of of renumbering and revoluming, fifty is a milestone more mm. so than one because you're always getting a new number one. Oh sure, yeah. So, but the fact that you had a new team on Spider Man that's what made me initially think. Plus, plus the the price of it alone that that usually adds to some ballooning. It's like IMAX numbers on a on a new blockbuster, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind though these are ranked by uh, units, not uh, by oh, by, they are. by yeah by money or revenue oh, rather. Okay. So, yeah. uh, so Spider Man said two hundred eighty-nine thousand. Batman Fifty, uh, the estimated number sold is four hundred forty thousand. So those variants did very well. <laughs> yeah. Because you see it all the time a lot of the, a lot of the, the places now a lot of comic shops will do the uh, the set you know excluding the ones that are like you know one in a hundred or whatever but. They'll do the set of all the regular variants, and people will buy like yeah. a complete set for you know. I don't know how many there were, but there was yeah. a lot. There was a lot. It was probably yeah. like fifty bucks or something to get a full set. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that was number one and two. But there was actually more number ones. What do you think number three was, Matt? The, the now I'm gonna say Superman. I'm sorry, it wasn't Superman. Uh, action Comics. <laughs> it wasn't Action Comics. Okay, those are gonna be my next guesses if you keep asking me until they hit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a number one though I'll give you that clue it was a number one what else came out that was a number one which tells you how successful this Marvel wave of number yeah. ones is that you can't remember no because I don't unless it's by Jason Aaron I really don't pay attention to Marvel yeah uh, it was Captain America oh. number one. Oh yeah I read that it wasn't bad <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
167,000 that did. Um, number four was not a number one. Batman 49. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, 51. 51 was the other issue out in July, but it wasn't that. Yeah, okay. Man, I, I got nothing. <laughs> um, Doomsday Clock, number six. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so Doomsday Clock's still doing very well. I mean, yeah. I'm sure people have fallen off because of the shipping schedule, and they're just gonna be like, I'll just pick mm. it up when I can pick it up. They're not, you know. No, as. Yeah, no, no, I need to know what's going on as soon as it comes out. It's my highlight of every other month, quite frankly. So Yeah, that's right, that's I right. Keep, I will keep having it. Thank you very much. Uh, number five, what's your guess? Yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. Action Comics 1. 1001. Action Comics. Superman 1. It is Superman issue 1. Ah, nailed it. <laughs> uh, 133,000 is the, what that sold. So, <laughs> Superman. Have you ever seen She's All That? I have seen she's all that, believe it or not. So so they go to the dad's house, and he's watching Jeopardy, and he just keeps answering things wrong, but he's so confident that he's right. Like, mm. it's just, it's that tone of voice. That That's what really what I'm striving for, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like that's just kind yeah. of Connor in, in a weird way, like, every day. Well, that, <laughs> it's Connor in life. Yes. He said, there was a post on Twitter last night that he responded to about the worst self-injury he's ever done. And apparently he injured himself sneezing, which that's the most Connor story I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I've ever, <laughs> ever injured myself sneezing. Uh, I've not had a lot of big injuries, actually. I mean, I feel I feel like a stub sure. toe is kind of the worst thing I've done to myself. That's because you don't leave the house enough, Pete. I leave the house, you, leave the house. Yeah, you know. I'm just not much of a... I was never much of a climber as a kid, so I never really got myself uh, into a lot of, I, a, a lot of scrapes. I'm currently nursing a, a hurt shoulder. I don't know what I did to it, but I learned that I can't bench press what I normally do with a hurt shoulder without it hurting it worse. So, yeah, I couldn't put my seatbelt on in the car last night. That's mm. how bad it is. So, and it's just a common, at my age now, common aches and pains are just a part of life. Hey, Matt, don't you just love that you can see it at my age now? That's the thing that's in your vocabulary. And I'm not even, and the people at work yell at me that I'm not even that old. So, well, that's the thing. Just, if, if you're the youngest one out of the group, they'll make lots of young jokes, even if you're yep. like old compared to like, you know, another group who's going, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I think at this point, though, we're both at the point now where those people who have been like, who are now like adults who are like, you know, 10 years younger than you. Mm-hmm. Not even it's me, weird. actually, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like my younger brother, I keep thinking, is a teenager and he's not. He's in his 20s. So. It makes even that the stupid things that he continually does, but they get worse and worse every year. Because <laughs> you're supposed to know better by now. Uh, so, uh, so number five is Superman with 133,000. Yeah. Not not bad, not bad. Uh, oh. That's very close to Doomsday Clock. It was only 2,000 less than yeah. Doomsday Clock. Uh, number six was another number one, Matt. So that means it's not Action Comics 1001. Because that's a one-pound one. <laughs> Which means it's probably Marvel, right? No. No? What else came out from DC that's a number one? Is it not DC? No, it's is DC. It, is it a it's weird... DC. It is? What the hell came out? <laughs> I lose track of numbers at this point. Now, I just know it's the new issue. That's how... 
Number six is Catwoman issue one. Oh, that's right. With 121,000. So that's actually that's really good for Catwoman. That's, that is. It's a solid debut. I feel uh, like it fell off in orders because my, my shop didn't have a lot of number twos, as many mm. as they did number ones. So we'll see how that is next month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's usually the case with the number ones, mm-hmm. though, unless it's something that's huge in general. Yeah. Uh, number seven is a number two. So the number one was already on the list. Yeah. So so that means that's be Captain America, two. We're forgetting Spider Man, which was above that. Oh, is that double shipping? Uh, it was last month at least. Okay, I didn't realize it was double shipping. That's why I didn't say Spider Man. I know Captain America is because mm. I have an issue sitting there to read well, from I don't, one of my friends. I don't know if they're both double shipping. They might be on that eighteen a year schedule that Marvel likes to do. Yeah, it kind of it's kind of off and on. So like one single, yeah, one yeah, double. Yeah. Because I know, because I do have my uh, my buddy gave me uh, his Captain America two to read because he wants me to read Captain America. So mm. uh, after I read the first issue, so I still have that to read. That yeah, was fresh in so, my mind. So uh, yeah, disappointed. Immortal Hulk's not showing yet because that book's so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that did one hundred thirteen thousand. So obviously, there's a drop off from issue one, but that's a pretty yeah. good hold. I mean, sure, it's less yeah. than half issue, but issue one is nearly three hundred thousand. Like it was never going yeah. to maintain that. Um, no so you know that's but, not, that's but terrible. It, it's a nice quality i feel like i do this with hulk every couple of years there there'll be a new run that starts and it starts off out of the gate really really good and then it just kind of peters off i hope this doesn't do it mm. no I, re- I really like this you're one of immortal hulk i just I, I i tried to keep up in marvel singles and i just fell behind again yeah. i always fell fall behind i'll just yeah. read them in trade because i know that's how i'm going to read them anyway yeah, you'll you'll love this because there's a a horror tv serialization but they're also mm. an anthology so like there's an overarching story in between but each story is its own self-contained thing so like you could pick up issue three and read it mm. and you don't have to know what's going on in issue two but it's going to make much more sense you know um but I, it's right up your alley you love buffy and all that type of stuff and there's very much a the hit television show it. buffy the Vampire. in fact yeah. i got I got distracted because uh, I was going to make a Buffy reference when you mentioned she's all that because yeah. they shot that at the same high school. The ex- uh, the I think it was the exterior was the same high school as Sunnydale High, and Sarah yeah. Michelle Gellar has a random cameo in the cafeteria for no goddamn reason. She's just there at one point. And you you know why that is though, right? Well, there's two reasons. One, she yeah. was obviously there anyway, shooting Buffy, and yeah. two, uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s there. Yes. Yeah, she was yeah. probably dating that's what we'll time. make sure that was all above the above the board you know yes. they're still I, together too they are that's amazing. I mean Hollywood. Do, you know, do you know what I think it is I think it's because neither one of them since since Buffy has been that successful especially him he's kind of like yeah. slid back into sort of more behind the scenes roles and I feel like that lack of spotlight actually has helped them I don't know I'm just guessing yeah. that's, that's maybe basis well, he, but... he wrote for WWE for a hot second Mm. Um, so he was doing that just for fun. I remember he produced and directed a, a an X Men kind of spinoff called Mutant X that during the the early two thousands. Not not a good show, but yeah. it's, not say, it's not to say that Gellows had a terrible career, but she's not definitely not had any sort of big thing not, that have been not the heights of Buffy. No, you know uh, she had that show with Robin Williams a couple of years ago that I tried to watch just out of respect for both of them, and I. Yeah, couldn't get in. That that, that that might have still been going had he not passed away. That 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 was yep. what ended that show, unfortunately. Yeah. But well. hey, um, 
So number number eight, <laughs> still on this top ten, Matt. Number eight. Action Comics one thousand one. I'm sorry, but Batman Fifty One is taking the number. This is upsetting me because Action Comics was one of my favorite books of the last month. That was a hundred and eleven thousand. Batman keeps us a hundred plus streak, hundred thousand plus streak in issue fifty one. So that's good. I used to be resentful over that stuff, but kind of like Tom King. (laughs) Well, he's he's earned my respect enough. So Tom King's a cool dude. Yeah, I'm not gonna begrudge him. He he just my favorite thing on Twitter is him ruining those Elmer Fudd covers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just constant ruining like Hell, he, is he, he ruined the interiors of the last mr miracle so why not you know what well, yeah true <laughs> i almost asked what it was and i remembered the 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 kid pages so yeah uh and then uh, number nine we're finally dropping below a hundred thousand although not by much i mean we have an all number one matt that's not dc no no we're at a number one from dc i'm pretty sure yes what else came out number one from from Marvel? Is it Marvel? Yes, and you you did read this. I know you did read this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, is it Sentry? <laughs> Sentry's not making the top ten uh, in his wildest dreams, man. Come on. Lemire, you're one of my dudes, but that was not good. I, I don't care if Lemire, Grant Morrison, Mark Wade, and Rocky are co-writing it. They stopped breaking the top ten. Uh, um, well, you said I read it, therefore uh-huh. I thought, uh, it's a Marvel number one. Your, your memory's shocking at times. It is. I'm telling you, when you read as many comics as I do, they all blur together at a certain point. Oh, it's, um, it's, it's your, it's Honey Badger. And, yes, uh, X-23. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go, number one. I did that. Uh, 93,000 that got first issue one, uh, so uh, not, not bad. That is, uh, Mar- uh Tamaki, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm a big fan of this era of the X-Men that had, like, the new generation of school. Like, Decimation just happened. So you had a lot of the, the, the cuckoos and a lot of the younger, but they weren't, like, the time displaced. And this is through two issues. This is what this is feeling like, mm. is that era of we're going to try to build this new era without relying too much on the old. You know, so you're going to get, you know, the sister and their – their honey badger the next 23 yeah so. this came out after i decided to just trade weight for all my marvel stuff but uh, mm-hmm. i look forward to reading it because i like tamaki a lot and two, i loved all new wolverine so two issues two issues in it's good i need to track down all new wolverine because you know i know how much you love that book uh, the next time marvel do one of those silly sales on comiXology yeah. just you know you get you get the whole thing for about 10 bucks probably <laughs> yeah yeah just link me let me know yeah. I, I don't pay attention to that stuff um and then number 10 Believe it or not, Marvel had yet another number one in July. So you're telling me Action Comics 1001 didn't crack the top ten? I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, you people make me sick. <laughs> Buy Action Comics. That book was fantastic. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird how Batman and Superman always do better than Detective in Action, and it, it's stupid to me because it it is literally just the name is the character, yeah. therefore it sells better, and it just it's always struck yeah. me as odd. Like it's just. Well, I mean, it- it's not that Superman 1 wasn't good, but Action Comics 1001 was just a superior oh, I mean, story. I'm not even talking about like this specific run. I, like, just, I, like, th- I mean, I can't think of... Outside of Action 1000, which is obviously was a bigger deal yeah. because it was 1000, Like, I feel right. like Batman always outsells Detective, Superman always outsells Action, and it doesn't matter which one's better at the time. It's just a simple case of there's a, 
enough people who just see the word Batman, they'll buy Batman because it says Batman, and they'll, mm. they won't even think about, or they'll see Detective as a weird second thing, or they won't maybe not even realize that it's a Batman comic. I don't know, but it's just it's even though he's Batman. on every single cover, like yeah. Usually, usually Batman's on that cover of Tech. So I don't know. I mean, right now, I mean, King's done a fantastic job, so it's yeah. not a big deal. But the, 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 there's, <laughs> there's certainly times when I'm like, Detective's the better book right now. Detective should be outselling Batman, but it doesn't happen. Not really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so what do you think number ten is then? <laughs> number one for Marvel. What's left? I'm out of. <laughs> I'm out of number ones uh, to, to think of. <sighs> Matt, the answer is Cosmic Ghost Rider number one. Oh yeah. I have that. I bought that after Mario browbeat me uh, when he was here for that con. So. Oh God. That uh, was... Yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good on 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 the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah. But that is uh, that was ninety two thousand uh, that sold just under X twenty three. So I mean, obviously that's well. Obviously these number ones from Marvel will all drop down. Spider Man we already see. Oh, Spider Man drops to a pretty good amount. Yeah. But uh, I feel like X twenty three and Cosmic Ghost Rider are probably going to go down to like fifty thousand for issue twos maybe mm, in fact X, x23 should be on here actually the second issue because it's uh same month oh no oh that dropped hard yeah that dropped to thirty-six thousand. Oofed. uh that's 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 rough that's uh, not good that's not good it's a shame not for a girl tamaki it's a shame um so just just to sort of go ahead and I won't make you guess anymore because uh, <laughs> thank you. I'll, I'll just torture you with the top ten. I'll, after that, I'll just tell you some interesting ones. Uh, so Justice League number three was number eleven uh, with eighty thousand. So Justice League still selling well. And uh, number four was number six. No, sorry, number thirteen with seventy-seven thousand. So you know, pretty similar, close. Uh, so you'll notice those were just one number apart from each other. The one slotted in between was Action Comics one thousand and one. Was seventy nine thousand, so it wasn't too low, Matt. You don't have to feel too bad. No, that's good. I just, I really enjoyed that book. That's why should should have been higher. Should have been top ten people. Um, but, uh, Teen Titans number twenty was number sixteen with sixty seven thousand. That's notably high for that book. Uh, yeah, that that's too high. I mean, that was the, that was sort of the relaunch issue though. So I I'm expecting that to to drop yeah. uh with the next month. Uh, looking for more DC stuff. Man, I still number six actually is on here at sixty-one thousand uh, and number twenty-one. Uh, so, uh, well, it's, it's funny because Man of Steel was kind of underselling to a point, but uh, it didn't have any variants, and it seems unfortunately that yeah. variants do actually inflate the numbers a lot. Uh, yeah. For most books, even just having one variant adds like a significant percentage. Oh, yeah, well, because most of them are one in whatever, so you have to order however many to get that one variant. So right? here's, so here's, yeah, well. Some of them are. They don't do it as much as they used to. Don't do it as much as they used to. But no, um, I mean, I know DC does a combination because there's an A and B cover, but then there's also one and whatever variants. Only for a couple so. of books, though. I think Justice League yeah. has that. I think mm-hmm. like Heroes in Crisis may have that, but most of the re- most of the books only have an A and B cover, and that's that's right. it. Um, so here's one that's actually kind of. I don't know. Is this disappointing, Matt? Justice League Dark is at number twenty-two with sixty thousand. Is that disappointing? I don't think so because that's kind of a niche book. Like oh. I think it'll that that'll be a sleeper. People will come out of it. I think that's what Tinian's game is: is people don't pay attention, and then once it starts hitting, it's kind of like tech. I felt like the longer he wrote on tech, the the more it sold. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, six. We'll see how much that holds. That, I mean, that might have a better hold than most first issues from to issue mm-hmm. two, uh, based on it not launching super high and 
most people seem to be really happy with it from the the, the response I've seen mm-hmm. online. Uh, Flash uh, issues fifty and fifty one were at twenty three and twenty six respectively, with fifty eight and fifty three thousand. So fifty got a slight bump, being issue fifty. Um, That's but, but Flash is a really consistent seller. It's, it's consistently mm-hmm. around that kind of range and does really well it, for most shops. Yeah, it, it's Flash in a nutshell. It's just consistent. Yeah. And then yeah. Detective was the next kind of reliable DC seller. That's at number 28 and 29, uh, respectively, between issues 984 and 985, with 51,000 on both issues. There's only... Well, let me just count the difference here. Uh, 119... Uh, or, yeah, 119 separates the two of them in terms of copies. Wow. So, you know, that's, that's, that's really close. That is really consistent um, between them. Uh, and, and then from there, you know, uh, at that point we're getting to the 30s. So you get a Wonder Woman issue, uh, get a bunch of... Because Marvel released so much stuff that they're just going to start to, like, flood out here. I'm just looking for more DC stuff to see if there's anything interesting. But, uh, no, not particularly. Uh, that's it. It's worth mentioning that after, that, after the Wonder Woman issues, you're kind of getting down to the high 20,000s before we get to our next DC book. So, uh, we'll mm. see how that shapes up. But hey, uh, so there you go. There's that's your, that's your charts for the month of July. Um, uh, as much as it bores the crap out of Matt, I always enjoy talking about them. So I, I know. You love numbers like you love aspect ratio. <laughs> Not as much. I like aspect ratios more. Uh, true. The art of the aspect ratio is a very important part of, well, life and everything. Um, so... <laughs> Okay, with that said, with that said, because I've stumbled, I've, I've, I've stumbled Matt there, because he doesn't know what to do. Um, no, because if I bring up something else, you're going to go off on that, so I'm just learning to, this, this is what you do. Mm. Yeah, just be quiet, let, smart. let, let Pete finish. Yeah. Smart, smart, smart. Plus, Connor's not here to egg me on, so. This is true, that, 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 that horrible ginger is not here to, to disrupt things. So, um... And not to worry if you're if you're thinking where's Connor's Connor's two books. Uh, don't worry, he's getting to them in week five. Those are those are coming at the end of the month. Uh, as is my uh, Peter's pick or lack thereof. That's coming in, in week five as well. I was almost going to do Hawk and Dove this week, like I was close to doing it, but then it's like I have the option of reading Hawk and Dove with art by Layfield, or I have the option of not doing it. Which one am I picking? <laughs> it's always better than not. Exactly. Uh, if I can push it off, I'll push it off. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so we'll do some. Actually, no. But one bit of news before we get to questions. But one bit of news. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just we, we knew about this coming anyway. We knew that we we're going to get the 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 drowned Earth was going to be the next arc in Justice League. It mm-hmm. turns out it's actually going to be more of a crossover that's treated very similar to the October crossover with the uh, the Wonder Woman Justice League Dark Witching Hour. It's going to be very similar to that. Uh, so here's the here's the issues involved. Uh, there's a prelude story in Aquaman in October. But here's the actual... Uh, in fact, the first issue is in October as well. October's got a fifth week. And so we're getting a sort of retroactive solicit for the last week of October for the first thing of this. So we're getting a one-shot to start it off. Justice League Aquaman Drowned Earth issue one. Uh, this will interestingly be written by Tinian, uh the fourth. Uh, so that's 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 interesting because I, I just assumed Snyder would do the whole thing. but Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. They they trust each other. They work together well. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that so, weird, but it's just it's plus, surprising. I, more than this, when we talk about Justice League, I almost feel like Tinian's a better group writer than Snyder. Snyder's great when he's singularly focused. Oh, interesting. So, 
Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so just, I'll read the, the solicit text for this first one. I would do it for all five books because... Well, I don't really want to read what the second yeah. part's like, but uh, so that's October thirty first. That's the last week in October, so it's out in Halloween of all things. Uh, this is a forty eight page one shot that introduced the Ocean Lords, an ancient and powerful deities with an axe to grind against both Aquaman and Wonder Woman, and plan to flood the world. As the rest of the league races to stop the waters from rising, Arthur faces off against his nemesis Black Manta in a must win battle if he is to retain his connection to the world's oceans. So. Uh, so that's Justice League Aquaman Drowned Earth issue 1 that is a you know, super size one shot I assume it'll be $5 just based on the page count um, and then November 7th first week of November you get Justice League number 11 with, with part 2 that is written by Snyder uh, that has art by Manipal uh, the first one had art by Howard Porter um, mm-hmm. and then part 3 comes in Justice League 12 two weeks later in November 21st uh, with Tinian writing that issue uh, with art by Fraser Irving um, and then November 21st, which is the same day as that. So this is weird. It skips a week and then it's got two out in the same day, uh, based on when these books are out. Uh, is Aquaman 42, which will be Dan mm-hmm. Abnett writing with uh, Len Medina on art. And then the final part, which is on the fourth week in November, uh, is it's doing that same annoying thing where it just swaps the, the, the titles yeah. at the start. This is another one shot. It's Aquaman Justice League Drowned Earth issue one. It's another 48 page one shot, so expect that to be probably $5 as well. Um, it doesn't actually tell me who the writer and artist is for that one, bizarrely. Um, Starting to feel unwieldy. You know, they 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 they're doing this a lot now, and it. Remember when Williamson wrote all of the Justice League Suicide yeah. Squad? So, yeah. and that I mean, when, unwieldy is not necessarily a bad thing, but it feels just like they're yeah, doing a lot of big stories back to back. Given how much Tinian, given that Tinian did the first one, I'd expect Tinian for the last one. I could see it being Tinian and Snyder, or Snyder, a push. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the Aquaman issue is just like a, a tie-in, though. Yeah. As opposed to an actual chapter. That's just my guess, though. Just my guess, but... Yeah. It uh, makes sense. A lot's happening in Atlantis. Yeah. So, so I remember Snyder talking about this, though, actually, that uh, when he pitched this Aquaman-focused Justice League story... The DC basically made the choice that they wanted to expand it and make it a bigger thing. So I, this is what we're getting out of it. So this was them right. saying, "Hey, let's expand this and make it something bigger." So uh, it makes me wonder because there's only one issue of Justice League in there that's written by Snyder in this entire crossover. Right. I wonder, I wonder if that's the story he wanted to tell, and then they expanded it and they brought in Tinian to like do all this extra stuff. Uh, what's funny to me though is that he's kind of the main writer on this crossover when he's the one writing the entirety of the Witching Hour in October. So, right. So we're getting. So two, that's what I mean. Yeah, two like, Tinian crossovers back to back. Good for him. I'm happy for that guy. Yeah, he's working hard. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the, in the, in the crossover. I mean, I do. I hate this naming thing where they just swap the, the properties at the well, end. You know, you know why shop. they do that, right? Because another issue one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Just call, just call it Drowned Earth Finale Issue 1 or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or Drowned Earth 2. I remember they would do that, like Robin War. Robin War started with Robin War Special 1, and then it, it had the, you know, crossovers, hmm. and then it ended with Robin War 2. I mean, so. I get why they want it to be Issue 1. That's why I'm saying just put the word Finale in it. So it's just, you know, yeah. Issue 1 Special, even though it's the ending. You know, which is still kind of bullshit. It's kind of cheating a little bit. But you know what? I'd prefer that just to make it clear that this is the second, another one shot. Yeah. But hey. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, Justice League and Aquaman Drowned Earth uh, coming. 
uh, is the Aquaman and I mean I, asked, I mean we know the next arc is Aquaman and Wonder Woman focused. I wonder if this is all the Aquaman focus section and then Wonder Woman's sort of more focus will still happen in Justice League in the following issues or the preceding issues depending. Yeah, makes sense. I could see that happening. Uh, or, or does that mean we're going to get a Wonder Woman crossover again in December for her part of this? Let's focus. I don't know. Who's to say? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, prepare to buy a couple of extra one-shots in, in November. They're milking it a little bit. I think that's fair to critique. They're milking it a little bit. Um, but we are getting through more stories more often. So, it's, you know, it's just give and take, I guess. It depends on how many books you're buying, I suppose. If, you, if you've got a big DC pull list, you, I guess you could be quite annoyed at this. It's like, well, oh, another two one-shots. They're probably going to be like $5 each. Look, what are we doing here? But here. <laughs> so... Uh, that is pretty much it for the news. So we'll do some comments. We'll do some or some questions rather, um, before moving on. Um, so I'm going to hit you with a with a question. Here, this is from Buana Beast uh, from YouTube. Ah, oh, nice name. And uh, this is an interesting one. If you could choose to kill off a top tier character from DC forever, and it has to be someone that you like, uh, who would who would it be and why? So you can't say Batman? can't say Bruce Wayne? <laughs> to say that, you'd have to admit that you really like Batman. I know, so that's why I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what they're looking for here, I think we're looking for where you think the death would be impactful and have a yeah. good dramatic outcome and it would be worth doing. And I guess the example here to sort of compare it to would be that well, Barry Allen's death was actually mm-hmm. a really good thing at the time. Not because we didn't like Barry Allen, but because it led to Wally right. in the Flash and it had this big lasting impact and then they reversed and, it and decades And Barry later. got to be that, that awesome hero that got talked about. Yeah. You know, he died saving the multiverse or the universe, whatever it was at the time. But, I mean, so. Barry's kind of a boring choice because it's kind of already happened. We're just kind of picking yeah. the history at that point. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go... I'm going to say Hal Jordan. Yeah, but he's already died too. He sacrificed oh, himself. Kinda. Yeah, he sacrificed himself in uh, Zero Hour to reignite yeah. the sun. Well, it's, it's, yeah, but he became Spectre and all that, so it doesn't even feel yeah. like. Whereas, whereas Barry was like legitimately gone yeah. for a long ass yeah. time. Hal was like. Except, except in time travel stories with Wade and Johns, you know. Oh sure, but time travels, time travel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, yeah I know. Whereas Hal, it was going. Oh, ten minutes. He's back. Yeah. yeah you know, he's, he was. <laughs> really, it really was. So. You know, um, I, I feel like Hal would be good because they always talk about him being the greatest Green Lantern, and I feel like at this point that would have more effect if he was gone. Like, mm-hmm. if like, okay, he did all these things, but now he's gone, and it's not like we're short for Green Lanterns with with him gone. No. You know, Jessica and Kyle are right there to take up the mantle of of, of lead Green Lantern. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So so Dick Grayson doesn't count, right? Because he he technically died in. In uh, uh, God, the, the villains event. I wouldn't count that as dying, but that was forever evil. Yeah, forever evil. Thank you. Yep, uh, my brain wanted to say final crisis. No, but uh, just, I mean, because they just faked his death. He didn't actually die. Yeah, no. I know it's at this point. I think his death would have the most reverberations because he is the heart and soul of the DCU, yeah. and it would have packed every single book. It would impact everyone, but I feel there's a lot more to do with him. Whereas I think with characters like Hal, it's like, eh, I mean, like, I'm not saying you can't have more interesting stories with Hal. I think there's definitely stuff to tell, but I feel like, I wouldn't feel like I'm missing a lot more story with him. 
FP2 came off the table. Well, no, but I think that's what makes the impact there. It makes the death seem important, you know, uh, with, with with Dick. That's, I think, why um, Didio wanted to kill him at the end of Infinite Crisis. I, well, so... no, I don't know if I agree with that, because I feel like you shouldn't kill a ca- I feel like because you feel there's left a story left untold, there's not a reason to kill a character, because there's like, oh, that's more well, impact. Because no. that's frustrating, he... because there, there was more story to tell. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, if there's a way to do it where you kill Dick and you make it like a like a Barry Allen death, you know, like, and he he's worthy of that. I feel, and he's a character I really love. You're not because look, look, you're not gonna kill Superman. I'm not killing Wally. I just got Wally back. There's um, there's no way I'm gonna oh, actually. No, yeah, I would, I would still... So next next down on my list of big characters is Dick Grayson because I can't say Booster. Booster's not a huge character no so you know so i'm going in in my order of favorite heroes you know it, it's it gotta be dick you gotta kill that dick <laughs> no you don't don't let's go kill dick no I'm, pick, I'm picking hal i, I feel like there's other green lanterns that are more interesting now and i like hal well enough, don't get me wrong I'm, I'm not dissing hal but i feel like given the way he's always talked about this this greatest green lantern i'm like okay oh. that's what actually make more sense if yeah. he was dead <laughs> he sacrificed himself yeah. already but anyway uh so moving on sweet exorcist 7 asked us um are there any comics from the new 52 that you guys actually liked i i, I almost got a hint That's of funny. salt a hint of salt there that we always yeah. always insult the new 52 um yes yes uh we i mean uh, I, I think the first thing that springs to mind for me is probably uh lemire's animal man and the snyder yeah. swamp thing and th- those two is a, those two is a pair at the start was were, were pretty yeah. solid uh even soul swamp thing i'm a big fan of that one yeah. lemire's green arrow yeah. uh I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as big on, on those comics. two specifically but yeah uh, so, soul um, swamp thing especially I, I just gave up after a couple issues but oh, so good um i really do like morrison's action comics when you realize it's not supposed to be an actual origin like it's his version of golden age superman so it's almost more of an origin to All-Star than, or a prequel to All-Star Superman than this actual new origin for the new 52 version of Superman. So I really like that. I think that was the first 18 issues of Action Comics. Something like that. It was 16, 18. I, really, something, something like I enjoyed that, that. I mean, Snyder's Batman, for the most part, uh, I more or less enjoyed. I, I liked the first few arts of Snyder's Batman. I, I feel like it really went downhill yeah. uh, during Zero Year and kind of yeah. floundered after that. For me, but, um, yeah. I think uh, Azrael is Wonder Woman. I mm. really enjoyed that. Uh, and then the Finches took over, and I stopped. Um, well, naturally. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Justice League under Johns during the new yeah, 52. Justice League for the most part was pretty solid, uh, and yeah. he's Aquaman as well. I mean, I, I yeah. like Parker's Aquaman. I like Greg Pak's Action Comics for the most part as well. Yeah. Follow, yeah, follow, follow so, the break. Yeah, that was the break spot he, of Superman until the ending. <laughs> it was, it was, and then Johns came in and and tried to fix things and. And honestly, uh, it didn't really succeed, to be honest. No, it didn't. So, but no, I mean, we we beat up on the New Fifty Two because there was a lot. There was a lot more bad in the New Fifty Two than there was good. Yeah. I mean, the only time I've never not read Flash and Superman since I've gotten back into comics in like oh three oh four was in the New Fifty Two. So, I mean, and I have Flash comics going back into the 90s because if I saw them at a grocery store, I would pick them up when I was a kid. So, you know, the fact that it got so bad then, um, 
I just yeah. yeah, it was a sad time. But oh, Grayson, I'm thinking of another one. I was a big fan of that one. That was where King and Seely. That's where I found out about those two guys. I'll oh, give a we... shout out to uh, Gotham after midnight. No, Gotham by midnight. No, Gotham after midnight. Yeah. Whatever, what, was, whatever the uh, title was, I forget the exact title now, but yeah, uh, that, that was, was like a horror themed one. Yeah, supernatural right? horror. It was like the hunting down, like it was. Yeah, it was basically like supernatural, like a team of paranormal investigators inside Gotham, mm-hmm. and it was you know it was uh, yeah, your usual suspects. Um, yeah. But that was that was good. Uh, the other one, me and Connor talk about a lot, Demon Knights. Mm. That, was, that was Paul Cornell fantasy. It was kind of Justice League dark. Right now with Tinian, before that, had the same kind of vibe, just no Detective Chimp and Wonder Woman. So, yeah, no, there's there's plenty in the New 52 that are pretty good, but for every pretty good, you get a, you know, he who must not be named Superman and Venditti's Flash and, yeah. Yeah. Rough times. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Speed actually just asked, asked quite a bit. I'll ask on a couple yeah. of them. Um uh quick one here would you guys ever consider doing a live podcast um it's been considered before it's been it's been thought yeah. about um there's a couple of reasons why we don't one is that we actually we, we get to take breaks that we do it right now um which is really useful uh, also mm-hmm. the start time kind of varies a little bit which is not really good for a yeah. live show because you have to you know start on schedule every t- every week yep um and yeah it's just there's a flexibility that you don't get when you're doing doing something live yeah. um and it, it would it would be less polished overall there'd be, there'd be more fumbling around i think yeah. between between takes which is why i wouldn't have done it i'm not gonna say never i'll never say never but no because we, we could do a stream of some kind during something you know what i mean yeah like um i, I feel like uh, i feel okay. like not a live regular episode but maybe like we'll do yeah. we could do the occasional live like q a type yeah type thing uh, or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, that, that, that could be a possibility. Huh? Um, but I could be more some other questions rather than the actual. Yeah, well, the, the actual show. It's easier to it's easier to fumble around when you're being loose. Yeah. Than when we're trying to fit in books and sales figures like Pete loves. So hell yeah, because uh, that's the other <laughs> thing. I feel I feel like if I was doing a live stream of of an episode, I'd want to interact with those talking to us. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that in a regular episode. We we we, we 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 would inflate the length of the episode by like at least you know a hundred two hundred percent because we'd be stopping yeah. to talk to people in chat every you know two yeah. minutes. Um. So so I wouldn't say a regular episode, but it's, there's a possibility that of some kind of live you know special mm-hmm. or something that's the separate content. Um. And another quick one, I think, uh, also from Sweet Exorcist Seven. Uh, what is your favorite MCU film? Oh. I just went over this after watching Infinity War with my wife. So <laughs> Heated debate, I'm still, sure. Oh, no. It's still and always will be Avengers. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. I've got the same pick. Avengers 1. It's... It's, yeah. It, it's Avengers and then Winter Soldier 1 and 2. Like, those two are never being touched. Anything else past that, there's always some up and downs with how I'm feeling. Some I really loved last year's movies. Between, uh, uh, I mean, I'll, uh, I can I can probably rattle you off a top five just off the top of my head. Yeah. Number one's Avengers, number mm-hmm. two is Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, number three is Winter Soldier, number four is probably Spider Man Homecoming, um, mm-hmm. um, and then Infinity War probably. 
Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, Infinity War may be up a little, one or two spots actually. I, I, I kind of keep forgetting to include that one because it's the newest one. Well, it's not the newest anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, anymore. But uh, you know, so but, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. My mine definitely is Avengers: Winter Soldier, and then depending on my mood, either Ragnarok or Homecoming, because I both really enjoyed those. Um, uh, and then Fives. Fives always a tough one because hmm. that's another that, that that slides. It could be Guardians. It could be Ant Man. Like it's probably one of the lighter toned ones. Um, I will say some Phase One movies don't hold up, and I will definitely say that I've always thought the first Captain America was trash. I know. Don't at me. <sighs> Yeah, don't add him, please. I'm tired of this conversation. Bad green uh, screen, boring story, shitty villain, Red Skull's terrible. Um, and I love it for all those reasons. Oh, I hate cool. it so much. And and that first it. Captain America is painfully boring to me. I just thought, and Winter Soldier's so good. The turnaround between those movies is insane. The turnaround, damn it. Anyway, uh, so moving on. Where are we? So, at Talking Superman, a regular, regular chatter to us. Mm-hmm on twitter chatter that's a terrible word hey i'm running on low sleep here folk stupid things will be said um so what's a comic story you'd want a sequel for i mean does john's wally story count because i want more john's wally at this point the fight what do you mean has run has run on flash yeah his whole run yeah 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 that whole run, I mean, right. I Williamson's kind of doing it, but you know, it's, it's funny. Really I, I'm going to say one that we're kind of getting oddly, mm-hmm. um, at least implied by Snyder that this is something that's happening. But mm-hmm. um, I, I like a, a sequel to Batman Black Mirror would be would be lovely. Yeah. Um, I, I I I and when I say a sequel to that, like obviously I'd like Dick, Dick Bat, but I I think what I really mean is is like a really good follow up to James Gordon Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as a villain. He, he's a really great and villain. How he, and how he fits in with with that because he was really meant to be Dick's villain, mm. you know. So and where does that fit in with the legacy of Batman when Bruce comes back? You know that would be super interesting. Yeah, there's there's definite potential there, and then on top of that, I think it's yeah, I'd love to get a a Supergirl being super sequel actually. Yeah, I'd like a follow. Yeah, I think it's easier to do with these not so many Elseworlds but standalones. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head. I just can't. But yeah, Supergirl being super would be be a lot of fun. Um, checking over at my shelf right now. There's not there's not too many. I wonder if you could do something in the, you know how they had Frank Miller come back for Dark Knight Strikes again? Yeah. You know, I'm wondering something like an older story like that, you know, like Death of Superman where Superman never returned. I guess that's an Elseworlds. Yeah, that's, that's more like, like a sort of spinoff Elseworld. Yeah, than an Elseworlds. Yeah, but, I, but, you know, like, let's say Clark never came back and Doomsday really did kill him. What does that mean for Metropolis? Like, who steps up? Mm. Is it is it Steel? Is it the Metropolis Kid? Like, I think that would that'd be a lot of fun. But then again, that's an Elseworlds. It's comics is really kind of hard to have sequel stories like that. You know, like you can do the Long Halloween and then Dark Victory, but really they're not they're not so much sequels as they are just you know uh, another story by the same creative team. 
I mean, I think that one's a sequel because it's kind of on its own little... I mean, it's not... like I wouldn't say it's out of continuity, per se. That, that one's obviously yeah. close enough that it feels like it's in continuity. Right. But um, it just, it's more of a thematic thing. Like, it feels like kind of a sequel yeah. in the same... Because, you know, it had that murder mystery element. The sequel, you know, Dark Victory also has the murder mystery. Like, it feels like if this was a movie, this was this is the sequel to it. You know, it has that yeah. feeling. Yeah, And I say this as I haven't read Dark Victory yet and I've had it for years and sitting on my shelf. I just... Anytime I pick up a comic that that's that's a, that huge, it's very daunting. It's thirteen so, issues, Matt. Come on. Yeah, but I don't like to put my trades in my backpack to read them at work, and that's where I, I can do some reading on my breaks, <laughs> you know, uninterrupted. So here, my my wife likes to be like, "Oh, hey, what you reading? Oh, what's going on there?" So, you know, uh, think of something like All Star Superman, how that ended. And mm. how the world's different after that, post Superman, I think would be cool. I feel like All Star Superman is the one that a lot of people would say. Yeah, that's why I was trying not to say it, but it, it makes the most sense. Morrison's pretty good at that thing where he can tell a complete story and then maybe come back to it, maybe not. Like I feel his Batman runs a lot, a lot like that, where he seeded out these characters that he could come back to, or someone else who's like Professor Pig. Well, it's really cool when he pops up. Speaking of Morrison, I feel like I mean I love Arkham Asylum, a serious house and a serious earth. Like, oh. I, I I would not say no to a, a sequel to that yeah. in some capacity. Which actually no, they announced a sequel to that, didn't they? They might have. They did. Sorry. They did. Oh. That was ages ago. I, do you know what? I'd forgotten about that. And I'm sitting here going, you know, I'd love a sequel to that. They actually announced one. They just kind of left it very vague as to when we'd ever actually see the bloody thing. That that was over a year ago now, surely when they when they announced yeah, it's that. Gotta be- because I remember they also announced he's doing One Woman, Earth One, Volume, volume Two. two. Yeah. So, no, um, they definitely, they, yeah, they definitely announced that. Shit. Okay, well, I'm getting one then. I mean, I, I mean, we'll see how it actually, yeah, pans out. But <laughs> it's it's funny to to look at these things where you have like, so yeah, Infinite Crisis was a sequel to um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm. and now you have Heroes in Crisis, which it's not exactly a sequel to Identity Crisis, but. You talk, talk about that thematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tie it feels more personal, like I, I didn't think like was. When it comes to stuff like that, that's just completely in continuity. It's more yeah. like your season four finale of your TV show is is thematically referencing the season two finale. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of that because I mean, John's out there saying that Infinite Crisis was a sequel, and when you see what happens and the characters involved, it definitely fits. And now I feel like um, Doomsday Clock is the infinite crisis to Watchmen to where it didn't start off like, oh, yeah, this is a sequel to Watchmen, but it's totally hmm. a sequel to Watchmen. So, you know, but yeah, comics is kind of hard to think about sequels on. Like, you know, it's almost like saying, like, I want a, a, a Cheers sequel. And it's like, well, yeah, Frasier, but it's not exactly the same. Hey, you may be getting so, Frasier too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frasier the sequel. Um, yeah. So no. Hey, uh, next up uh, from at r underscore dc comics. So that's that's the Reddit DC Comics account. Uh, t- t- two either or questions. These will. Oh, well, the first one will definitely be quick. Barry or Wally? Oh, Wally. Yeah. I mean, I love Barry, but Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Barry's um, great, but Wally's my Flash. Like plain and simple. What makes it a bit more debative is though is Dick Babs or Dick Fire. Well, Dick Fire says like a medical condition you should get checked out immediately, quite frankly. It does. Uh, but 
You get what I'm saying. So, dick babs or dick fire? Oh, I'm a dick babs. Easy. All right, okay. If Connor was here, there'd be a debate. (laughs) Because he'd be all dick fire. Because I feel like the Starfire dick Grayson relationship is just very Marv Wolfman. So, like, that's his take. Whereas Barbara and Dick crosses multiple creators and, you know, also, we'll talk about... Not to bring the tone of the show down, but Dick Fire could also refer to an individual with ginger pubes. Yeah, that's true. Since we brought Connor into the conversation. Oh, God, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, and don't... And like, I, I like both of those characters a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Like Babs and Starfire, like... Over the last two years, Starfire has become one of my favorite characters. But, you know, Babs is still my favorite Batgirl. So, and she, it's her and Dick Grayson. Like, that's what was so weird about the New Order was it was very much informed by the Wolfman run. And you could tell mm. that's what um, uh, Higgins, you know, he loves that. So, but yeah, easy, 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 easy. Yeah. Um, at Senpaku4444. So, so, so the fours. Uh, yeah. Very simple. Favorite comic slash runs. So, I mean, that's obviously a very vague, sort of general, all-encompassing question. Yeah. So, I, I shall, I shall, I shall narrow it down a little bit. Um, so, what's your favorite? What's your favorite DC run not by Jeff Johns? Oh man, he has wiped out a whole lot of things. <laughs> I know. As weird as weird as this sounds, because I, I can't, because John's wrote on that Superman run, so I can't <laughs> use that one. Um, it, it's it's probably Morrison's Batman. I really enjoy Morrison's Batman run, hmm. uh, and and more specifically the Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. That arc, it's probably my favorite Batman arc of all time. Oh, so, that's, that's, that's... Yeah. That's fair. Um, Although Rucka's Wonder Woman's really good too. Yeah, Rucka's Wonder Woman. If I'm, t- I'm taking away John's runs, that that may be mine. I mean, there's uh, a lot of classic runs that I'm still kind of working through, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm early enough in that I don't want to like, pick any of those. Um, yeah. But you know, I I'm I'm you know from what I've read so far, Grell's Green Arrows seeming pretty great. Um, from what I've read so far, Mark Wolfman and Perez Teen you know, Teen Titans is really great. Like you know, like I'm 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 X amount into a lot of these things. Um, but um, Peter David Supergirl even you know I'm a good chunk yeah, of yeah I want to start that I just so I just started the John's Hawkman volume 2 because mm-hmm. you know um, I'm really John's. into Hawkman yeah, yeah yeah but right before that I was going to read Peter David's Supergirl because I saw Gary Frank did some of the interiors mm-hmm. in that run and I was like oh I never knew this till now so need to have it. um that, the Sterling Gate Supergirl run. I'm a really big fan of that, too. Hmm. That just reminded me. We were talking about the Peter David one. That was, you know, post, post her coming with uh, Jeff Loeb and Michael Turner's run. Oh, um, um, Ke- Kelly Puckett's uh, Batgirl, Cassie Kane. That's really, yeah. that's really good. That's really so, good stuff. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm picking something. Um, all right, so from at Tim3Robin... Uh, favorite legacy character in the DCU. Legacy, oh. but hold on, I am going yeah. to I am going to remove the option of either mm-hmm. Dick Grayson or Wally West to make yeah, this more that's interesting. That's what I was gonna say. You you have to because those are, you know, um, that Bab, counts as a legacy, right? 
Um, I'm going well, to say... Really legacy to anybody, though. I mean, she's uh, kind of, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that Cass and Steph okay. are legacy characters to her, rather yeah, than she's her. a legacy character. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that is what I'm thinking. Because those are always the, the two go-to. I'm, I'm running through Justice Society characters. <laughs> I, I do like Stargirl. From, I like Stargirl from a lot. GSA. Uh, Sans, cool. Sans pretty cool in GSA as well. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of options in there. I mean, Adam Smasher, I like. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I... Like... I mean, honestly, oh, I mean, it's, I, pl- it's probably going to be Stephanie Brown if I'm not picking Dick or Wally. I mean, that's kind of, kind of where it comes down to. Um, but there's a lot... I mean, this is the thing about DC. This is actually a really hard question for DC because w- what DC do really well is legacy characters. I mean, even yeah. Superman now has has John as a, as a legacy character. Arguably, Supergirl as well counts in that, in that, yeah. Uh, in yeah, that category. Yeah. So, but, like, almost all of them have good... I mean, Green Lantern's kind of... Green Lantern's a weird one because it's not legacy in the same way that other other characters have legacy characters mm. because it's kind of built in that it, they get more of them yeah. as time goes on. I was just going to say, like, Kyle was a legacy character and they brought Hal back, so it's like... Oh, he's still, he's still a legacy working... character. I mean, I mean, all the all yeah, the Robins yeah, yeah. are still legacy characters. <laughs> but, but because they work together so often, I don't think of him... I think of them more as partners than I do mm. as a legacy. You know, versus where I always feel Wally looks up to Barry no matter what. Yeah. No matter what the age difference is, I mean, and I feel like Dick has some regard for Bruce if they're not in a fight. Yeah, there's some father figure stuff going on there for sure. Yeah, um, like oh. you know, does Jessica count as a legacy character? You know, does Jessica Cruz? I don't know. It feels kind of weird. Here's here's one that that's gonna I should have mentioned earlier. If I can't say Wally, right? Uh huh. I go next down the line to to Bart. Like, oh yeah, Bart's okay. fantastic. Because throughout Wade's Impulse and then John's Teen Titans, he becomes a completely different character. And he even assumes the mantle of Flash after Wally leaves to raise the twins. Mm. Uh, so, you know, uh, yeah, Bart's another good one. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, the Legion of Superheroes, their entire legacy, like, that's all they do yeah. in the 30th century. So. Yeah. I mean, I... I that's the thing with DC is like they're so good at legacy characters there's so many of them um, mm-hmm. and if they'd, if they'd let say a couple of characters stay dead it'd be even even yeah. better to praise but um, but obviously I think Dick and Wally are they, are they the clear yeah. number ones or number one and two they're the ones that made good yeah they're but, the sidekicks that made good versus you have you know you look at the other people from the early Teen Titans with Wonder Girl and Tempest and you've no one's ever been really able to solve them you know, like Donna Troy's origins changed fifteen hundred times, and sometimes they forget Tempest was even a character. So yeah. no, Don- Donna's definitely m- m- well more liked than Tempest does. I think that's well, yeah, easy. But, I mean, that's why she has so many origins because they use her more than yeah. Garth. So, but uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the, the early. Um... Oh, shout out to Miss Martian if we're, if we're picking. Yeah, Miss Martian. What more? more... Yeah sort of left of field legacy choices. So here's, I'm going to use this one. So now you have legacy characters of, you know, of the next generation mm-hmm. to where that's where the Damien, the Emmy, the, that era. Do we think any of those characters are going to stand the same test that Dick and Wally did? Um, 
Well, da- da- yeah, I think Damien and Emmy. <laughs> Damien especially. I think Damien is so solidified at this point, and he feels so well integrated to me into the, the, the overall DCU, and he's so yes. unique. I think Emmy's really fun. Emmy's the type of character that I can see being left behind because she's seen mm-hmm. maybe either as too similar to Damien in some ways, or other writers just don't use her after a certain point. Wallace, I think... Right now, they need to give Wallace his own thing. Right now, he's kind of just angsty and he's hard to get into. Um, and then, obviously, I've not been reading the New Teen Titans to see these yeah. new characters that I've, they've, they've introduced. But yeah, yeah. because Emmy could easily go the way of Connor Hawk. Not that I want that. And I like Connor Hawk's character; I do enjoy. And obviously, John but... will stick around. I think. Uh, I so, hope. So, I hope. So I think John and Damien, and then Emmy's got. A, a reasonable chance but I can see her being left behind at some point unfortunately I mean, we have a whole young justice squad sitting there in the the wings you know well yeah but that, they've that got they Adam Blash right in it so that's that's the problem yeah I know <laughs> uh, just give him Super Sons just give it to Tomasi he did a Super Pets one shot that was fantastic let's see what he would do with a Teen Titans you know hmm. or a Young Justice rather yeah uh, so like like I said, it's a hard one with DC. You're kind of spoiled mm-hmm. for choice, especially once you start getting into like JSA and stuff like that. And you're like, shit, there's like tons of these characters, like all yeah. these all these generations that have moved on. And that's one of the things I love about JSA is I love that there's a mix. There's like you get the old guard like Jay and Alan and all that, mm-hmm. and then you've got the younger characters like Star Girl and uh, you know uh, Jakeem as well. He takes over from th- uh, from Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you get all that stuff. Well, uh, and then you have the mid ones like Liberty Bell slash Jesse Quick. You know, and um, I can't hear Liberty Bell now without thinking I glow. <laughs> I know, I know, because um, she, she has both of those legacies. Um, who else was there? Jade, who's uh, Alan Scott's daughter, mm-hmm. Obsidian, her brother. Like, oh, he's a villain though. Well, not that, always, but he, he he did go villain. Not always. Yeah. So, but he's still a legacy to his mother. You know, like played by Lance that. Henriksen in Legends of Tomorrow. For real? Wait, Obsidian shows up. Yeah. Oh god damn it! I get caught up. Because they meet the JSA oh. in like the nineteen thirties or forties, and then they yeah. meet old man Obsidian in the eighties, and it's played by Lance Henriksen. That's fantastic. Your mic's going, Matt. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next up, uh, one of our patrons uh, at uh, Eritrean. If you said that right, Tyler. It's goddamn Tyler. He's got a stupid <laughs> handle, right? He's just he's Tyler. Um, but he uh, asked, uh, "Which comic hit you with the strongest gut punch, and why?" I, if you're expecting any other answer, it's here we go. You, 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 you go first, Pete. Let's see. Oh, Let's see where you're at. God. Um... This is actually this is one of these ones that I'd really have to sit and think about. <laughs> like, you know, like what hit me emotionally, what 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 put what shot me to my core. I was like, no, what are you doing? Don't don't do this. Um, I think an obvious answer is Identity Crisis. Like, yeah. and I think why that one sticks out so well is because it did it with characters that I didn't necessarily care about that much before the story started. Yeah, but you you because of the way Meltzer told that story, you yeah. got a quick vibe of Ralph and Sue and. Yeah, exactly. they were they were kind of the parents of the Justice League, or, or even uh, yeah. with Tim's dad in that that story. Yeah, I, I didn't really then, care about Tim that much when yeah, I first read that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So so for me, it's around the same era, but it's Infinite Crisis, I think uh, six, 
when when Superboy sacrifices himself. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because well, it's all the lead up too uh, to that where he had turned evil because of the the Lex genetics, you know, and he he'd used them in the Insiders, uh, and he he exiled himself to the farm, and uh, Cassie came and find uh, comes and finds him and talks him into coming and help, and they have their whole one night thing, and then he goes and him and Nightwing team up and they take out the tower, uh, and. That issue ends with both of them lying there, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. So, if I can give uh, just a recent example, just just Mm -hmm. something that's from the last couple of years, I know what you're gonna say. I don't know if you are, uh huh, Uh, because I'm gonna gonna mention Wonder Woman. Um, Okay, nope, it's it's not. I'm I'm curious what you were thinking, though. I I was thinking of the Clayface Cassandra stuff. Oh, I mean, that, yeah, that heart, like, heart, that one. Uh, Batgirl getting mad at Batwoman for that, and the way she, yeah. like, reacted was, yeah, well, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. That was good yeah. stuff. And I was thinking, um, when Veronica, like, interferes so that Wonder Woman doesn't know that Cheetah or Barbara Ann's in trouble, which leads to her being Cheetah yeah. again, and I was like, that tragedy of, like, she's going to become the villain once again. Like, th- yeah. that, 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 that was mapped out very well. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just Rucka, like, weaving. Throwing his fastball on that one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so there you go. Uh, and we'll have one final, one final question um, from at. Oh, my name's going off the off the screen here. From at uh, Stuon, uh, yeah, at Stuon. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're getting married, and for some reason, mm-hmm. you can only choose DC characters to be your best man and groomsman. Also note that they will be planning your bachelor party. It actually says bachelorette party, but I'm assuming he means bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. And the best man will be doing a speech at your wedding. So who do you choose? Oh, this is easy. Can I can I ban you from Superman? Can, can I do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no Superman. No Clark. Clark's... Okay. You know. All right. Clark's going to take, like... He'll be there covering the wedding, let's just say. Okay. You know, you can't oh, stand you're that important that you send the newspaper. All I'm right. saying, let's say I'm Snapper Car, right? And I have a relationship with all these heroes, you know? So, or Jimmy Olsen, rather. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, so best man comes down to two people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all who I think is going to be more responsible and neither of these guys should be right but it's either guy gardner or booster gold which if you put those two together you have my best man at my did actual you, wedding did you see what booster did for batman's wedding are you are you mad <laughs> yeah but he um his gift to me is he doesn't have to give me a gift that's no gift none so but um they seem like good hangs they seem like they'd be a good time so, you know, those two guys. And then rounding him out is probably Wally West. Because that dude, I love that dude so much. Okay. Yeah. Ah, dear. Um, best man. <laughs> I'm trying to think specifically, because I mentioned the speech. I'm trying to think specifically who I'd want to make a speech. Oh. Who would be, be good at the speech specifically? Huh? Hmm. All right. I feel like I'm just I'm just I'm making I'm taking the easy pick if I pick Dick, right? I'm just I'm, that's, yeah, the, that's the yeah. easy choice, and I don't want to say but, the easy choice. It makes sense. I want it something makes more sense, interesting, though. more interesting than that. 
Who talks good? Who 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 has great Kel's, monologues? Kel's an, Kel's an artist. Kel's an, yeah, Kel's an artist. Uh, Kyle. He can be a groomsman. Him, Dick, and Wally can be groomsmen. I'm just I'm trying to think of something more interesting for, for best man for the sake of, um, or if I'm you thinking don't, about, want, don't want Hawkman. No, of course not. Um, you know, if we're planning the bat, I want someone who who won't plan something tacky or. Oliver stupid. Queen's out. Yeah, Oliver Queen's out. No way, I'm picking Oliver, Oliver Queen. He, he's um, he's done. What about Clayface? <laughs> um, be like, let's watch some old movies for your part. I'll be like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's watch some old movies. Let's do that. Let's watch some movies I was in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I feel like Swamp Thing one. will be... Oh, maybe, maybe Batman is a good one. Not Bruce Wayne, Batman specifically, because it'll be shortened to the point. Right. <laughs> Gotham needs me, and then he's gone. Like, <laughs> that's a speech. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope these two stay married forever for justice. And just yeah, yeah off, off well, goes. you don't want Dick planning your bachelor party though, because look what happened at Bruce's. Oh god, yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, you don't want that. That's. I just know with with Booster Guy Gardner, there's going to be some kind of debauchery that ends with somebody getting punched. I don't know who's getting punched, mm. but something's happening, and you know. I tell you, I tell you what, I I can say for sure. Wildcat will be on the guest list. Yeah, security. Security, absolutely. Security. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, my security would be Bibbo, because ain't nobody <laughs> getting in there. <laughs> yeah, and obviously I want a uh, streaky being the ring bearer, the the, the rings yeah. up the up the up the aisle. That's that's what you want. Um, Come right and comment. Uh, <laughs> and bat cow. Uh, do you know what a fact I learned the other day? I learned that horses produce up to 10 gallons of saliva a day. That makes sense. That's, 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 They're that's, massive creatures. It's a lot of spit. That's like, what I'm saying. It's a lot of spit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I guess that, I guess guess that I'll just have those as my answers. There you go. That's that's fine. That a, it's an interesting question, though. I'll give you that. That's an interesting question. Um, but no. I, I think so, someone... Yeah, I went with Clayface. Oh, you're weird. Um, oh, Man Bat. I like it, especially Man Bat from that Justice League Dark issue we just got. Like, I like the idea of him in a tux giving a speech. Uh, he's wearing a fancy hat. Yes, yes, like, he's wearing a fancy hat. Uh, oh, man. Fancy hat and glasses on a bat. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, there you go. Jeez. Oh, dear. Uh, I'll put Man Bat and Batman at the same table as well. Just for just for the, yeah. the lols. Put me here twice. No, that's his man bat. Bruce, are you dyslexic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear. Anyway, <laughs> on Guy Gardner's sit. I mean, I'll invite him. I'll be nice. But he's sitting. Yeah. He's sitting right next to the toilet. That's yeah. where his table is. I think he'll be fine because he's gonna bring whatever drinks, anyways. Oh yeah. yeah I think he brings his own. Hmm. Also, I just thought too, with Booster Gold as your best man, you're you're definitely doing some time travel. And if it's me, we're going to see dinosaurs. So mm-hmm. that's that sounds like a thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's that's question time <laughs> over. Yeah. Let's... So uh, thanks to everyone. Obviously, if we didn't get to your question, don't worry too much. Uh, you know, we're, you were, we we could only pick so many, but uh, we will be needing more questions for week five when we get there because that'll again be another quieter week. Uh, we, I think we have like four books that week 
uh, plus the, 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 the Connor's Corner stuff as well. But, I mean, that's still only about six or seven in total, so we'll all be wanting questions on week five. So, um, you can, I'll, we'll be putting out tweets and stuff at the time for, for that. But, uh, yeah, so without further ado, we will move on to the actual books. Where's my, where's my list? Here we go. Um, so, we'll start with Justice League, I think. Uh, Justice League number six, Scott Snyder writing Jorge Jimenez on the art. And let me let me get the, the book up here. Um, yeah. So, I'm curious, Matt, how giddy were yeah. you with the final page of this? So, I got super stoked, but again, this is so dense. And as I was trying to read it, I had somebody talking to me on my break. Mm-hmm. So, I was just kind of powering through it. So... I think I understand how we got there, but I'm not 100% sure. I did have a friend message me and go, that's definitely the white lantern symbol, right? That's not the black lantern symbol. I go, yes, because white is the symbol of life. Yes. Okay. It's been like, and then he's like, it's been like 11 years. And then I thought about it like, yeah, Blackest Night was like. 2008. Yeah, 2000. Yeah. Started in 07. So, holy crap. I know it's it's funny. I feel like what you just said there before, though, about you think you know how we got here, but there's a lot of details, yeah. that, and I'm not sure how they all exactly line up or make sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that basically sums up how I feel about Snyder's writing sometimes, where okay, he throws in so so many com like so many concepts and like, ideas, yeah. and like you know you you do this and this will happen. And I'm like okay, sure. Um, that's to say I didn't enjoy this year. I did enjoy this year. Yeah, I actually, I mean. Like the, the the hero's been beaten down. Batman fighting Lex Luthor inside Superman's body at a micro level, and Lex Luthor kind like not winning per se in, in a fighting sense, but no. he gets to the doorknob first, and he's like kind of winning. Upper hand. And he, he's... Well, because Bruce, this is what happens anytime if Bruce subscribes a certain uh, character, not characteristics, but he plays by the rules. So this is like a boxer going into a match, going like, "Yeah, I'm gonna mm. hit below the belt." Whereas Lex of the Boxer is like, oh no, that's the first thing I'm doing. I I don't follow the same set of rules you do, and that's how I took that fight in into this. And this that I mean that's basically Lex's thing. That's entropy. That's doom. You know he's gonna find his way no matter what. Um, I will say that the first half I thought was kind of that's that kind of lost me a little bit. But as it as it kept going, and I just bought on just to keep it going. I liked how it ended with how each of those heroes faced what they needed to face and how they got to, to the end. I don't, that doesn't mean I understood it, but how <laughs> I think I understand it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a tease for the next arc with uh cause uh, black man and cheetah go to retrieve yep. their forces, I think, or the items that will unlock their forces. Um, yeah. so it's just, it's teasing that wonder woman, Ackerman focused stuff. Uh, but you know, they're all kind of still spread out. Uh, eventually, Alex, when he gets the door knob, just zaps Batman away. Um, mm-hmm. And Batman's like, Kendry, you have to get Joker under control. You have to get Martian Manhunter back online, if you will, because, you know, he's he's invading in here with his powers. And Kendra's like, oh, something weird's happened to my wings, Batman. And she tries to, like, regain control. Um, yeah. But uh, Lex blasts them back to the, the, to the Hall of Justice. And it's actually here where, like, okay, right, we have to quickly... St- solve this somehow and john finds out that uh, uh cyborg's no longer blocking the ultraviolet stuff the umbrax mm-hmm. he's not blocking that john's doing that on his own and he figures out that because he he kind of like actually spoke about how he was feeling about zhangshi mm-hmm. and basically it con- concludes that 
because he accepted what he was kind of fighting and he he kind of went with the emotion and just let it be mm-hmm. and accepted it he actually is now sort of regaining control naturally so they want to inspire everyone to kind of embrace what what this umbrax has given them and then yeah then they can let it control it and then it'll be okay yeah. uh and that, that that's fine and this leads to the 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 flashmobile that was set up an issue or two mm-hmm. ago uh which can still be can still, still operates in the speed force john Stewart goes into the flashmobile drives around the planet so fast spreading with his ultraviolet light mm-hmm. uh how he how so, accept these feelings so that's how i understood it is because he cracked the code of the ultraviolet mm-hmm. all the ultraviolets connected that's how he was able to do that right i, I guess i didn't really think about it uh okay too much in that sense but yeah okay all right because i, I, I just kind of read it as like he's going around the planet all over the planet uh emanating his his, his beam <laughs> to like let everyone yeah. know uh like how how to react to this how to, but, to deal with it but i like that because the whole thing of the ultraviolet core was this is your inner thoughts you don't share with people yeah right so that gives them power because you want to keep that secret you don't want to tell your boss that you hate them yeah right so it festers inside you but and it's not even about literally telling them it's more just about accepting no. it exactly yourself, so yeah. if you're just like yeah i don't like you but you know what i'm gonna be the bigger person and go and do my stuff anyways you know um and I like that. That's how he fought it. it. What he you didn't fight the energy. You redirected it. Yeah. And then, and then you get the flash with the still force where he can't run through the still force. It's creating too much of a barrier. Like it's gonna take him decades to reach what he needs to. So he needs to slow down. He needs to just. So he still. just stops, yeah. and he takes like Jimenez killed that page. That some page. That panel hmm. where he's sitting in like a, a, a Buddhist meditation like lotus position and just the flash not moving is something that's such a weird yeah concept and john's like, connecting all of humanity telepathically to help uh john spread the yeah yeah, yeah. The... and so we all know that each of them are going to have a different force right mm-hmm. and that's uh, so did they talk about john's and the whole his isolation and was was his key connecting everybody so instead of him being isolated, you know, like... Oh, do, do, like do you mean Jean? I thought you said Jean there. Jean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because he was the other one that they touch on. They talk about Jean, uh, Stuart, uh, Ultraviolet Lantern. Yeah. And then Barry, you know, he focuses on on being still, right? And then you have Jean, who's, like, connecting everybody, and that that's how he overcomes yeah, it. Yeah, because so he was shutting everything off. He was keeping it a secret, right. everything he saw from Vandal Savage. Right. So instead, he's going to share his concerns and let everyone kind of right. shoulder the burden along with him. Right. Um, so I, I liked all of that, but it was so... I don't want to say sunk down, because that makes it sound like it's bad, but it's not. But it's mm. so in there, and there's so much other going on. You know, I almost feel like this should have been two issues versus just one. No, I kind of see what you're saying. I mean, I I think overall it was a pretty good issue. I, I like how it builds. Um, but when he starts throwing around all these crazy ideas, I always feel like he rushes through them in a, in a really yeah. quick way. Um, but that's just something I have a problem with in Snyder's writing in general. But at least here I'm still having fun. And it all builds up. We see that Kendra shows up again. She's still uh, inside the, t- the t- totality with Lex. Yeah. Uh, and Lex notices that the colour of the doorknob's actually changing. And he's like, what the hell's happening? And this is obviously the effect yeah. of what's happening with... Um, 
with uh you know john stewart and what he's doing um and then joker's like mad because someone's just pulled a bigger joke than he ever has and then so that's when we get the final page the the yeah. earth has changed to like a, a white glow and the the white lantern symbols over it because uh, because john's expecting it to be green he's expecting to, like, to restore everyone's will and instead it's kind of restoring life and i, I guess it it kind of makes sense in a weird way because yeah. ultraviolet's kind of the opposite of white light right it so. is it's the unseen light it's not so it's death isn't the opposite of life right like it's a part of life that's what we learned in blackest night yeah it's just it's uh yeah sure. so so yeah so of course the opposite of the scene is the unseen so i like how he took something that was established and he's flipped it on its side i don't say he's completely flipped it around but he's like making us look at it in a different way. That's kind of what he did with the still force as well. You know, mm. it's it's created this barrier that that the more Barry fights it, the more powerful it becomes. So in order to overcome it, you don't fight it. I think uh, what I like about this is uh, I like that he's he's bringing in the White Lantern stuff. Like it, it, yeah, it, it's just it feels like he's he's genuinely pulling from a lot of DC history. Some mm-hmm. some of it more recent than others. But at the same time, I'm like yeah, this is ten years old now. That's that's actually. Yeah blackest night and everything about it actually is kind of part of dc history because so, i think for a long time it kind of feels like oh that was something that just recently happened that's part of you know what was just was going a, on but yeah. now it's 10 years old and it's like oh, okay yeah that's just part of like the the backlog now <laughs> I, need the... get, I need to get that hardcover and i need to reread it now that it's 10 years mm. like oh i can't believe it's 10 years that's yeah, just it's been a while that's so um, crazy yeah i love blackest night blackest night's a great book uh, one of my, I was telling my friend, it was probably my top five stories of all time, hmm. just because it's so solid. It's more than just zombies. Like I know a lot of people try to write it off, but the stuff of what it has to say and the different cores and and here it it fits in with the theme of entropy, too, and doom. You know because that's kind of what the opposite of it is. Is yeah, we know this is going on, but we still have to live. You know, and I feel like that's what Luther has to learn. It's like, yeah, entropy is always going to happen. You know, so we'll see where it goes. But no, I, again, I liked it. It's just, it's a lot compressed in there. So yeah. no, it's, it's kind of like uh, that the old saying: uh, "Courage is not the absence of fear; it's the presence of fear yet the will to go on." Yep, it's kind of the same thing. Like, entropy is always yeah. going to be there, but it's not about right. getting rid of it. It's about right. overcoming. And that's and that's what makes Lex a villain because. Lex feels like he has to control it, hmm. right, and not not just go with it. And here, so so my biggest issue with this book is not understanding what Joker's joke was. <laughs> is, is that the purpose? Like, was that? Um, because I, I mean... he starts. It starts, and we get this really cool page, and Jimenez killed it of possible Joker origins. Yeah, and that's the joke with him is Joker doesn't even really know at this point if what his you know what was he the red hood was he this failed comedian was he a sick kid or was he a regular kid that just broke bad right and then you kind of get lost in what's going on in the story with all the i don't want to call it minutia but all the still force and and john and and the ultraviolet and then it comes back to joker with kendra yeah, and no, it starts again what the joke is and I, I feel like I missed something I feel like what, what it's really saying here is the joke because he feels like he's accomplished the, the greatest joke he's ever pulled and I think that's like right. helping turn the world into its opposite right that's the that's the big okay. grand joke and then 
when it turns into the white lantern symbol and it's like oh everything's changed again it's like oh someone's pulled an even bigger joke on me so he's like oh no now he's jealous now he has to right. kill thousands <laughs> to to make up okay. for this um yeah. which is just joker in a nutshell i guess but yeah actually can i just say how i'm, I'm digging the third person narration boxes mm-hmm. uh I think it's a really simple and neat way of making it feel like this epic story that's really important. Like someone is telling this later, or someone's even—it's actually not even later. I think if it was told in the past tense, it would be. But this is—you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. He brought back the monitor, so it wouldn't surprise oh, yeah. me if the monitor's narrating like, this. I mean, if it was told in the past tense, it feel—it feel like it was important. But I think having it in present tense, but also third person narrated. It mm-hmm. makes it feel like it's something important that's happening right now. Like, and that, it's like, that sounds obvious, but what I mean is it feels like this epic grand thing where there's, and it could be the, the monitor, but, it, you know, some unseen force, some some being from above is, is like, commenting on what's happening and kind of almost agnostically just kind of analysing and, and observing what's happening. Um, yeah. it, it gives it that kind of feeling and I was noticing a lot in this issue I was like man this gives it a really unique kind of vibe that's different to a lot of Snyder's other books and to most other books really because most of the time it's just yeah. you know it's the it's the characters narrating whereas mm-hmm. here there's actually in this issue I don't think there's any narration from any of the characters I think all the all the narration is all third person yeah so yeah it's pretty cool no. but yeah it's the art I mean I love him in his so like oh, I was good, not yeah. saying you know, so, I mean, uh, there's, there's the odd shaky moment here or there, um, yeah. where it feels like the background may have been rushed a little bit uh, just mm-hmm. to save some time. Like there's there's one panel where it's the Flash and he looks really great, but Aquaman and Wonder Woman who are standing behind him have like no detail on their face whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And you can tell us okay, there's little corners here or there that maybe were cut to make the deadline. Um, but and I'm not going to blame him. Double shipping, and I know he had the last yeah. issue off, but still, that's like four issues in the space yeah. of two okay. and a half months. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see where it goes with with the life and what that means for Luther's plan going forward because we still have all of these because like like you mentioned Black Manta got yeah. the tier of extinction and then like the the key of the gods. Yeah, for, so I'm assuming yeah. Black Manta's will be like all, 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 almost like evil oil, like you know it's the opposite yeah. of water. It'll ruin the water almost. Like yeah. we're, we're going with something like that or I don't know. Um, and then, I'm not, I'm not sure what uh, what cheetahs is going to do though for for Wonder Woman. I'm actually I'm not I'm not sure what that one's going to. No, be. I mean I wonder if it has anything to do with those what they they teased in the crossover with those the the whatever gods. No, that was that was in Wonder Woman's book. That was. Robinson's. Oh, that was Wonder Woman's. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so I'm not sure, but uh, I'm curious to find out. But I mean, it makes yeah. sense that the Aquaman one would be some kind of like poison to water, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or even if it's just to all kinds of life. I mean, yeah. You know, because that's kind of what Black Manta is about. Is he's all about revenge, and if he can wipe out as much sea life as he can, you know, that's gonna hurt Aquaman more than anything. Yeah. So. Uh. So so we'll see. We'll see how that shapes up, but. No, I mean, I, I thought it was a solid issue. I'm liking all the big, big, grandiose stuff. Um, it, it does kind of rush through these big concepts. It makes them feel kind of like, I don't want to say out of nowhere per se, but just feel a little bit hard to swallow on, on a first first glance. Uh, but for the, most, for the most part, they're pretty fun, though, at the very least. Like, it leads to big, grand moments that are really ridiculous and silly fun. So um, I, I'm enjoying this more than I've enjoyed... Snyder in a while, I think. Like I, I'm like I'm I'm liking this on the whole more than I'm liking metal so far. Yeah, but again, I think it's not always this big bombastic thing, 
Whereas this, it's a little more focused. Oh, sure. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 I think it's... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll rate the, the book then. Uh, Justice League number six, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? So I'm thinking, just because of the, the story not being that clear and it gets overwhelmed, but I still really liked it and the art was still... I think I'm going to give it an eight. I think it's a pretty solid, fair score. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I'm going to give it an eight as well. I, I think... Uh, the 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 pacing is just a little bit muddy at times, but um, most of the big stuff that happens is really exciting. And we yeah. didn't even mention Kendra's new wings. That we we don't know what they're made of yet. But no, something happened to um, her in that totality. We got these new glowing wings. Sure, it's some kind of metal, you know. <laughs> so it'll be her like other force. It'll be the 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 yeah. whatever the opposite event is. <laughs> <laughs> an upside down N is a U, so we'll try to figure something out. The Unth Force, yes. Unth, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, but hey, but that'll take us on to Batman number 53, Tom King writing Lee Weeks on the art. This is the final part of this arc. Uh, this three-parter where we're in jury duty. And this issue is continuing what Matt loves about the last one, which is Bruce Wayne arguing that Batman, like, you know, it's not because it's Batman. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and in this one, it yeah. goes so far that he compares everyone else's belief in Batman to a belief in a god. And Engo seeks out to say that he's not a god. He he is he is you know, he can make mistakes. He's infallible. He he you know or he is fallible, you know what I mean? Um, yes. But like and I'm like, okay. Right? This is this is solid stuff. This is more of what we got last time. And intercutting this with the because obviously the whole time you've been saying he is in this way because of what happened to Selena. That is what's messed him up. And actually, kind of in this issue, it actually gets to that point in the sort of the, the flashback yeah. images of what happened, where he sees Selena in the the, the, the the rooftop at one point, and it's actually yeah. and it's after we see that where he gets angry at the jury table and he kind of like you know he puts his head down, and they're kind of asking if he's all right. Um, but because it was funny because when he asked that woman if she was going to cross, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm religious. Is that a problem?" He's like, yeah. "No, that's not a problem." But as I was, I can see where he's going with this. He's he's saying that they all believe in Batman to the point where they they to, that he is a god that he cannot can't make a mistake, yeah. and I'm like Matt probably loves this. Matt 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 is so I, into this comparison. So I enjoyed it, but I felt it was a little bit too much. It doesn't doesn't quite stick the landing. Okay, like I like the content, just the way that it was presented in this issue. I felt like we could have had another issue. Because hmm. there's still some hanging threads with Mr. Freeze. And I know that's not the, the focus. Yeah. But still, if if Batman had missed this, you know, and it had happened in between, you know, that's still a pretty major thing. Oh, I, you know, I wonder... someone still killed yeah. these girls and was trying to blame Freeze. Yeah, we don't actually... So... Yeah, we don't know that. But, I mean, that may just be what the next story is. It may be him going it actually... Could, it could be. Yeah. It could be. But, yeah, it's... I don't. I felt like the whole comparing him to a god and stuff—it just a little bit too far on King's part. Like he really had me at the beginning, and then we start talking about his dad and this and that. And it's the fact that he's talking about himself too. It's not like this is a third party talking about Batman. You know, it's Bruce talking about himself. So well, see, no, I, I like this because when he starts talking about it and he starts talking about uh, Batman saving them and saving him, and it works because what he's talking about is the idea that he retreats into Batman when he can't deal right. with what's going on. And that's what he did. He retreated into Batman and Batman makes mistakes. Batman, you know, like, I liked that a lot because it was like him acknowledging what he's doing with, like, what he's using Batman as a persona to cover up for himself and to mask. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so obviously we get the big thing here at the end where he convinces them, of course, to to not 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 try Mister Freeze, uh, right. or find him guilty, and he he says to Alfred, "Hey, get my suit, the original suit. I have to remember who I am." So this is us getting to the the suit that was teased like a month or two ago. Um, right. Sort of more classic. Trunks are back. Yeah, trunks are back, black and grey. This is what we're doing, um, which is cool. Like it's nice to go back to this. It's a weird excuse for him to suit up because you know i don't know like that's fine I, i'm not i know some one of my friends in particular was really upset that this was the excuse for getting the old suit um because he feels like he didn't need to change but i was like yeah but that's comics right like that's yeah at least but, they tried to explain it I, you know like I, I get it thematically though it completely makes sense to yeah. me he's saying oh, that batman's dude. become this this thing that's this 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 godlike legend that everyone and that's kind of was by intent he kind of created that but even to him it became that it became this thing where when i'm batman i'm invincible so he's going back to the start of like this whole thing he's like i I need to remember who i was i need to remember what it felt like when i was struggling when i was starting out when you know when when i was like you know it was just about the ideals it was about solving the problems well about his parents like i really love the stuff about his parents and his dad who was religious and wanted him to go that way, and he still kind of did, but in his own way. Um, so yeah, I liked all that. But it's just a lot, a lot of the God stuff, and religion makes me uneasy. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to people. <laughs> you oh, know, I mean, I'm not really. I'm, I'm not religious at yeah. all. Like, I'm... Well, I just—it's one of those things where I, I don't know a lot about it, and what I do know about it, but it leaves a bad taste, yeah, right? This, this so is like, why. This is why I like this comparison, though. It. Like yeah. it, it doesn't necessarily insult religion, but I think the comparison itself is kind of pointing out what's flawed about religion. Yeah, yeah well, and I, I'll take this comparison over comparing Superman, like Zack Snyder liked to do. You know? Oh sure. Like because that... it, it makes more sense to me for Batman because the whole idea of Batman is he is a belief. That's you know. Yeah, but the, the uh, whole thing is that these people are putting too much belief in something, and in this case, right. it's Batman. So he's comparing it to a god now. The reason why it doesn't cross any kind of weird lines is because God wouldn't actually be there to criticize in this kind of same way. But the point he's making is that no, 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 no. Like you can't just take everything he says as a straight up fact. He can be at fault. Well, he can make mistakes. Well, yeah. Well, that was the whole point of the Book of Job that they keep that, that he King up, uses yeah. as a comparison. Yeah, you know. So, so yeah. I don't know. I just I was really enjoying it, and this issue was a. Uh, really wordy and i just bruce using it to compare himself i still i mean it's still he's tampering with the damn jury like you know and then they even kind of admit to that right where or was was alfred being facetious no no i, I think that's just true that answers a question that connor had where he didn't yeah. quite buy that they would ever accept him because he's bruce yeah. Wayne and he's he's kind of you know he's publicly kind of not well not acknowledged but it's been kind of implied that he's he's, he's funded batman in some way or he supported batman um so it actually kind of explains that. That's why he was picked because okay. he actually bribed someone <laughs> to get on the yeah. jury. Because, and I'm kind of okay with that. It kind of makes sense to me that he he kind of he kind of felt that he'd went too far or he made a mistake. Right. So he, he this was his way of fixing it. This was his way yeah. of ensuring the process uh, stopped the mistake. Um, for for you know you can, yeah. you can debate morally okay. if this is the right way of doing well, it. Well, no, that that, that changes <laughs> a lot of the ending now too yeah. because i thought alfred was just being facetious mm. being you know sassy alfred that king likes to write you know him going yes but sir i'm sure bribing a jury wasn't the best idea 
you know, or bribing to get on a jury. But I yeah. wasn't sure if that was the actual facts of it. But that, that kind of changes how I see it then if he did to own up all of this. And that's how why Batman isn't a god. Because if Batman yeah. was in full control of all of this, then he wouldn't have been self-aware enough to do it all. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And he, he, like, those pages where he realizes he'd retreated into Batman, where he realized that he was almost happy for the first time and the pain that that's caused him. This, this self-awareness that he is retreating into this 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 godlike figure that he's sort of created for himself um like I think it's fascinating this idea that he he knows he relies on the idea of Batman too much and that's not to say that he has to give it up it's just a he has to keep a healthy understanding of who he is and what he's doing um yeah and well and that fits into the thematics from where King started with Gotham or Gotham girl oh yeah the entire run, the entire run's about him yeah. analyzing himself and accepting yeah. well, who he is. Damn it! See, this is one of those times, like not as big as Mister Miracle. We're talking about it has opened it up a little bit, mm. or to, to a different understanding. Because now, whereas I thought it didn't stick the landing, with a little bit of spotlight on a different part of it, it really does in a much better way. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad I achieved I, that then. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm still not saying I enjoyed it as much as the, the previous two issues. Yeah, you know because it is Bruce kind of being preachy about himself. You know, it's most of the the dialogue in this is him talking about himself. So, you know, that's a bit too far. I think. I think it would have worked better as a conversation with the lady. You know, sure. But I mean, I guess he, has, it, he only has thirty pages though, right? Like, so you can't have yeah. a full my dinner with Andre about Batman. <laughs> Well, you know? well, it's actually more like twenty pages, but I mean, he, yeah. he. I mean, I think it works because it's not like as much as he's comparing himself to a god, he's doing it in a way that's saying, no, no, he's he's not a god, and uh, this 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 devout belief that he can do no wrong is actually a problem. It's actually a flaw. Uh, the, the the system, as much as Batman's there to like you know chase after criminals and stuff, the system still has to be in place to like prove that that was the right thing to do in the first place, um, mm -hmm. and I, I think. I, I, yeah, I was into it. I, I liked it a lot. I, for me, it did yeah. stick the landing. Um, and I, I think this is yeah. actually one of the best arts that King has done in terms of analyzing yeah. Batman. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that now that we <laughs> that we talked it out. Like, you know, that's. If only I can convert you with every time you you debate me. Yeah, that's I'll see. This is nice. and this is what I I will point always people to. Everyone's like, you just don't like Batman because it's Batman. I was like, no. If you present me with a smart enough argument, that's not just like. Again, because Batman, then yes, we will. I will back down. This 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 know? was the uh this is the time. If this was Arrested Development, where it flashed back yeah. to about an hour ago when I asked you yeah. who you'd kill from DC, you went, yeah. Can I pick Batman? Can I pick Batman? Yeah. Can I pick so, Batman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I still have problems with it. I don't. I, I think I'm less high on it than you are. Oh sure, yeah. But I was I was really high on the last couple issues though too. So. Um, so I guess um, it always balances out as my point but uh, art was really good again of course Lee Weeks killing Absolutely. it uh, there's the, when, when he's describing to the, the jury about him being away and coming back to the city mm -hmm. and obviously they don't know he's talking about being Batman but he's like oh I came back and there's that full page spread of him gliding through the city in the grapple uh, mm -hmm. with the, the sun behind him uh, the sunset behind him it's really really pretty really good stuff um, and also the pages where he's in pain, where he sees that 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 two pages back to back, where it's him looking up and he sees Catwoman's like silhouette on the on the fire escape. Yeah, uh, that stuff is gorgeous and very atmospheric. 
the the page I really enjoyed was the back to back pages with the villains, and they're all done in different colors. Ah, yeah, you know? it's, it's, he's talking about Gotham's a place with monsters, and it's, it's, you know, yeah, I, I love how the demons. one, the one that said demons, I think that's the that's the Scarecrow's panel. Scarecrow, yeah, yeah, that was really nice. And they're all different colors, so the Joker's purple and 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 green, and then you have penguins, which is this light blue, and then you get to the Scarecrow, and it's orange. Riddler's green, um, but each each one of the things that it goes matches that villain, you know. So like he gets to Two Face and he says every shadow is met, every horror is put down, you know. So, you know, but it's just it looks so good. Yeah, I'm and, I'm, I'm looking at that, those two pages again with uh, Batman looking up and seeing Catwoman in the fire escape. Yeah. Can I just like th- those two pages are so dark? Like I love that compared the rest of the issue it's not like it's a bright issue necessarily but no. compared to the rest of the issue so much of those pages is just outright jet black and yeah. it's the idea that it's complete nighttime and it's just the the street light or the moonlight coming through the window that's lighting things up and you see like the, the grating of all these things and then when you look up at catwoman it's just nothing but black except the one slip between the two buildings where you know she is yeah. um and it's just this idea that he is in complete darkness right now he's he's, he's maybe in the worst place he's been um yeah, you know, since you know, <laughs> since, his since his parents. Yeah. Well, and you look at that expression on his face too. Like yeah. weeks killed that, where you you feel that. But and then even when it gets back to the jury room and he Bruce's face is in, it's obscured, to match that, you know, page two pages before. So yeah. yeah. So this is uh, really good stuff. So uh, we'll rate Batman uh, mm-hmm. out of ten. What are you giving it? So after some discussion, this is definitely an eight point five. Uh, I was, uh, I was a little bit lower on. I was probably gonna give it an eight beforehand, but you know, well, yeah. uh, I'm going with a nine. I think this, I think this uh, was was great, and I think I think it stuck the landing. Um, uh, probably one of the best arts King's done on on the book. Um, and I, and I see a very good arts. There's only, there's only been one or two that followed for me really. Um. The poison, yeah. poison ivy one sticking out has been a bit weirder in the in the storytelling yeah. department, but hey. Uh, so we'll move on to Green Lanterns fifty three. This is Dan Jurgens writing, uh, Marco Santucci on the art. <laughs> this book, I swear. I'm, 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 going to, I'm going to assume you like this issue, Matt. I I like the ending. The I. I'm just going to be upfront. I don't care about Eon. I don't know how this is factoring in. Mm-hmm. I feel like Eon's going to be one of these villains that we'll forget about years down the, the road. Well, this is the um, weird thing, is that Eon's not actually the main bad guy. Someone else is no. talking to him. And that, and that's what I mean. And we've had three issues of setup that that we know that Eon's just the muscle, right? I mean, like, unless the, 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 the villain at the end is revealed as the one who's talking to him. But that, that feels yeah. a bit... I mean, it works, but I, I don't know if that's yeah. what implying. But, but even with this... You feel like the setup is that you're you're gonna see who's controlling Eon because he keeps saying we and it's like is there a whole species that he's a part of or mm. a group and that's who's using these marauders to to take out the the different planets and stuff, um, and you see a cool fight with him and Guy Gardner and Gardner's able to deal with him which, which I like yeah because he he he, yeah. he can grow really big and then Guy's like yeah. oh you can grow big well. It's not like I'm cool. lacking in energy, and then he makes a big version yep. of himself that he's inside. Uh, yeah, which is pretty cool. So. And and then you get you get Simon, and he's like he doesn't know what to do, 
Because yeah. his ring's telling him one thing, but his gut's telling him to go yeah, that, that's, with another. That's why I'm not convinced that uh, the, the, the real at the end is behind everything. Well, no, it must be, though, because right. that's what's getting Simon to come here. Hmm. Right. And why is he, why is this person, because I don't, I don't want to spoil the reveal, because I got to there, and I was at work reading this, oh, and yeah, I started we'll, laughing. We'll get to it in a minute, but... And it should have made sense throughout it's just it's just I mean? weird I, I don't see how he would have the power to corrupt the, the 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 all the rings like this or at least simon's ring i'm i'm telling you it has to do with the fact of his power set yeah okay okay he, so i mean up until that point i mean you've got jessica um and hal like protecting ships and <laughs> you've got uh Kilowog and kyle uh destroying the main ship which you know makes all the other ships sort of like blind mm-hmm. so they all have to evacuate um, whoever's controlling Eon calls him back after after he's been fighting yep. with Guy. I mean, it's a fun enough rom. All the action's kind of fun. The banter yeah. between the various characters is good. Um, I think it's a solid enough issue. It's maybe not a sta- It's mm. probably a step down from the previous one. I think the art's definitely rougher than the past few. Yeah, the art's. I think yeah, the that- art here, I think, looks really good compared to where it's been. It it doesn't it doesn't hurt that there's a really cool page of the polar bear on it. Yeah, that, that's, that's looks- literally the opposite of what I just said. But okay. I I think this this art I don't know if it's the, the 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 shadows or whatnot, but I this didn't bother me as much as the other issues. Oh god, I so, I, I much preferred the first two issues in this arc for, oh, for the no. art. Um, yeah, but you also like that shady where the you know where it's there's a lot of shadows and stuff. I, I, know, mean, I do. I think I think it makes sense for space especially. But there was a there was just there was a lot of times in this one where I was kind of like not feeling the overall kind of look I, I thought some of the faces just felt a little bit simple i guess is, is... well yeah all of all of the marauders look the same or the ravagers whatever they are mm. uh, ravagers they all look like they're the same person like they're all cloned i mean it's, it's, um, it's not bad don't get me wrong but i just no. i feel like the uh the faces and their expressions just felt a little bit in the simple and cartoony side at times for me um uh and everything's very which, which i like bright. i like a simple style though too and i feel like after the last couple issues where I wasn't mm. so hot on the art, this was a nice change. Um, mm. um, so I don't know. It's just, I, I, I guess the, the most accurate for me would be this is the least interesting art we've had in this arc so far. Yeah, yes, it's, it's a taste thing. I mean, it's, yeah. but, you know. Uh, so anyway, so yes, yeah, so whoever's controlling the rings is is convinced Simon to go to Earth, and he ends up in the Arctic. And I immediately went to the Arctic. Have you done a Fortress of Solitude thing here? What's happening? And sure enough, he's right outside the fortress. He's like, "I'm not breaking out of the fortress. This is Superman's place." Uh-huh. And then we see, like, "Oh, but I've got a message from Superman here." And the ring, like, you know, does a little hologram, and it's but it's kind of obscure. You can see the S, and you can kind of see half the face. And he's like, uh-huh. "Oh no, come in now. I'm trapped inside." He's like, "Okay then." So he he starts, you know, getting a big green battering ram up, and he's going in. And the final page is that the one who's actually sending him the message and presumably controlling all the rings, or at least his ring, is Cyborg Superman, which. It's funny to me because obviously Jurgens is the one who imprisoned them in here in Action Comics. So yeah. this is Jurgens just being like, "Oh, I've left that in there to play with. I'm going to use that." <laughs> it's and it's Cyborg Superman. Like that's Jurgens. Any Jurgens story he could get Cyborg Superman in, he's going to. Like I think the only time I've ever read a Jurgens book where it hasn't Cyborg Superman hasn't shut up was in Booster Gold. But I think at a certain point. They did some timey mimey stuff in Cyborg hey, Superman. To be fair, I'm pretty sure he never showed up in Batman Beyond when he was writing it. Let's give him credit. We don't know. We don't know yet because we didn't finish it. <laughs> uh, 
So, of course, as soon as they got to the fortress, my brain started going, going, huh? And then I'm thinking about all the stuff that um, from that Justice League arc with um, that priest had done. Mm-hmm. That that Simon has this. He looks up to Superman, and he's like, "Oh man, I get to go to lunch with him." So he's like, "Oh, this is." Why am I getting called to the fortress? That, that was a nice uh, bit of connective tissue, though. That, that, that setup made yeah. this feel a little bit more... I don't want to say important, necessarily, but it, just, it, it, gave, no. it, it gave it like an extra little flavor because it, was, like, it wasn't yeah. just like Superman who he barely knows. It was like, no, no, we've seen him interact yeah. with Superman. We've seen him be nervous with Superman. Mm-hmm. So it added an extra so, little bit of character to this. Like, I don't want to break so it in the like, fortress. Oh, yeah, what, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And then, of course, it's Cyborg Superman because it's Dan Jurgens, And I went, oh... He's a technopath. He can, and and the rings we sure. forget the rings are technology. You know they're not magic rings. I actually, so. I don't dislike this. I feel I feel like it's actually kind of a fun because I always like it when uh, villains cross over to different heroes. Yeah. I, I'm always a fan of that. Sure. I think that adds makes for some fun, especially when it comes to the Green Lantern. Just kind of like I, I mean I was reading the bizarre being in uh, Green yeah. Lantern Corps. It's just it makes sense for a lot of the space villains to end up fighting the Green Lantern Corps at some point. It just yeah. it works. Well, I like that. It seems to create a cosmic like, like a like a I don't want to say crossover, but there's there's a sense of connectivity between the cosmic when you do this type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and and don't forget that Cyborg Superman was on the Sinestro Corps for a bit during oh, yeah. during the Sinestro War. He was one of their four pillars, their uh, yeah, their guardians. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. It was it was Superboy Prime, Sinestro, uh, Cyborg Superman, and the Anti Monitor. So. Oh yeah, and yeah. Like, he, he's the one who uh, who nuked the city, right? Yep. That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, it's so he shows up and it makes all sense. So I'm wondering if the, I still there's still a mystery of who killed the the guardian. Um. And what's going on on Mogo? Because I don't. That doesn't seem to be technologically driven, unless it's Mogo's ring, and you know because he's he's a planet. You mm. know, it's a planet. Because they, they say that's still going on. All the ships have left, yeah. but Mogo's still having the storms, so that's still yeah. happening. Um, I'm still intrigued by all that stuff. Um, and I'm digging the plot. I think Cyborg Superman does make you feel a bit more schlocky, and which is okay. Like, I, oh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm into some schlocky comic book storytelling as long as it's fun. It, um, yeah, I, I think the first couple issues though, I, I definitely thought there was maybe like a more original, intriguing idea mm-hmm. going on. Uh, whereas now I'm just kind of like, okay, this will be fun schlock, and that's cool. Yeah, um, to yeah, and that's up, what I, I just, <laughs> it helps too when it's Hank Henshaw, and again, there's ties to that cosmic side because mm-hmm. of you know the Fantastic Four origin to him and and blaming Superman, and then overall the galaxy for his bad luck. So. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm wondering how this all fits in now, and I'm enjoying it more that I know kind of where it's going. So it's not just this because now I feel like if it this ends right, Jurgens is on here until Green Lanterns comes to an end because of the this. Now it's better to introduce yeah. not to introduce something new that you know we might never see again versus something familiar that we can just play with. Yeah. Um. So. So, uh, so if we're going to rate it then, uh, what are you giving it? Yeah, uh, I'm also going to give this an eight. I I enjoyed this issue a lot. Again, you know, I like the art. Um, I, I enjoyed it more than the last three. He's been on it for three now, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, for the last three. 
No, I mean, I, I, I probably enjoyed this the least, actually, if I think about it overall, but I did have fun still. Uh, I'm, I'm going with 7.5, uh, mm-hmm. but I definitely liked the, the first three. Really? Like the first two, because the first two had the art that I really liked from uh, Perkins. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so uh, 7.5 for me. Uh, so we'll move on then to Batgirl number 25. This was the delayed Batgirl issue. It was meant to come out at the end of last month. This is the, the anniversary issue. And by anniversary, all they really mean is that 25 is an important number. So. Yeah. It kind of does some fun stuff, though, with, with Babs' character. Although I think it would have hit better last month. Yeah. You know? Um, worth. I, I've actually noted down all the creators in this because there's so many. I'm just going to say them as we go through the stories. And it's, yeah, and it and it's not that it's seamless because you notice when there's a change, but well, it's I, not like they're separate stories. Yeah, I wanted to talk you know? about this. This confused the shit out of me because... Me too. Because I started, the, so I started the book, right, and the first story, let me just get to this, this first title. Page, it's it's right? Bennett. Yeah, it's not Bennett. No, it's not Bennett. Then no. it's the second story. Yeah, uh, Mirk uh, uh, Scott uh, writing yeah, it, and Tom Scott. Tom Dernick on art, right? And I was like, okay, yeah. cool. This is this is the new writer on the on the run. I'm um, excited yeah. to see how she does. And I'll just up front. I think both her stories in this are pretty solid, and I'm I'm looking forward to her her her, her run now. That's cool, right? But after like you know whatever it is, eight pages, ten pages, right? The story keeps going, but the art looks changed all of a sudden. And I went, oh, that's weird. The only credited one artist on this. Why is it changed? Because it was still the same story. And I was like, why yeah. is it changed? And then I got to like a page at the end of the story, and it was like, oh, this this was by uh, Bennett and another artist. And I'm like, wait, so they actually continued the same story. Really? Yeah. Uh, but so so it's, it's, they kind of treated it as two separate stories, but it actually follows on. Like it's literally later the same night. It follows mm-hmm. right on from the previous, and I feel like usually with these these types of issues where they have multiple stories, or or it's an annual and they have multiple stories, typically you'll just have separate stories. Whereas this one kind of treats it like no, no, it's like the first two are just one big story that's just kind of halved, and then there's a story on its own that's setting up the thing. But even that's like you know a week later, it's still kind of tied mm-hmm. into. It's only the last one that's kind of separate. The Paul Denny one at the end is the only one that yeah. feels like a random. I don't want to say out of continuity, but just a random no. story from elsewhere. Yeah, it, it doesn't so. fit with the theme that's going on here. Whereas Babs having issues because she's she lost someone that she was trying to save, and yeah. you come to find out that it's not what we think. Whereas she she had showed up, um, Scarecrow was attacking this museum. Yeah, there were and... kids there. Yeah, um, and this guy went out of his way to to save the kids and he worked with Batgirl and you think oh well then Scarecrow showed up and killed him and it's like oh no, no. I'll, I'll it, actually it, like this neat little uh, connective twist yeah, here me too uh, it turns out this guy she saved um, was actually uh, he, he lived for another like what 9-11 months whatever it was and then died <laughs> on his wedding day and you see the page and it's, it's the guy that Joker killed in the church from Batman 48 yep. and oh. I'm like damn that 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 is it's a cool little connection, but it, it, it yep. really affected, or it, well, I don't know why I say it really affected me, but yeah. it worked because huh. all of a sudden it's like you just took, because I mean, that scene in Batman was really effective because Joker's being nuts. Yeah. And this, this poor innocent but, person's getting killed, but. But now, but now you put a face to this and what he did. and Yeah, now he's a person. He was making, and he was making Gotham a better place through teaching these kids and art. And, and here's the thing, Matt. 
I don't think uh, this is effective if it started with that. See if the story started no. with this is the guy that Joker killed. Let us tell yeah. you about him. It wouldn't work as much. But because no. they they tell us about him, they get get us to know him. We understand who he is. We come to respect him because of what he what he does. Try to save the kids. We get the Batgirl like sees him as kind of a hero in his own right. Yeah. And then you tell us this is the guy Joker just shot. You know, without mercy. Yeah. And it's like shit. That's that's no, that's the trick here. The Joker we're reveal. Familiar with these- the Joker reveal yeah. has to come at the end of the story, or or after yeah. enough of it that it, we already know who he is. I think that is the why this works so well. This little reveal. Yeah, well, because we're so used to these types of stories in superhero comics, where it's like, oh, it's the one person I could have saved, and that's where you think that this is going. And then when you find out that it had nothing to do with that day, she was at the museum, and you're like, oh, okay, well, so she's been following up on this guy, and then you find out it was. The, the wedding that the joker terrorized and it it hits even more yeah because so. because obviously the randomness of the joker is always affecting but th- this yeah. i mean that issue in batman was great despite connor's complaints about the cross um yeah. connor's but, weird <laughs> but this retroactively makes that an even better issue <laughs> it's weird yeah. and it didn't have to i don't feel like this was forced no. on 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 scott to rip no. this in. I, think, I think this was just oh this is a neat way of making this death feel even oh. more important well, it feels, shows that Gotham is kind of a small place for as big of a city as it is. Yeah, you're never free of the influence of of the Batman villains, you know, because one day it's going to be Scarecrow, and plus, and then your your also, wedding day it's going to be Joker, you know. Plus, also adds in this idea of, um, because the whole thing with Batgirl here is she she feels this weird this weird pain because she went through all this to help and save him, and he like was a bit of a hero, and she can't like him for that. But mm-hmm. she went through all this 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 effort to save them and try and save her how many she could on that day of the scarecrow attacked, and she feels this weird sense of not quite guilt but um, helplessness that he ended up dying anyway. That within a year right. so, somehow he get killed randomly anyway, and it's supposed to feel random and having it be like the joker's random attack actually helps yeah. that as, as part of the the thematic yeah. point because the joker is such a random character who just kills anyone so the idea that who he just picked at random happened to be this person that was already saved mm-hmm. by batgirl and that makes her feel like shit because you know it feels like it was you know worthless and obviously the story here is that the she's at the funeral she's hiding up in the back of the funeral and the mother of of, of the the victim sees her uh, and I... she comes out to talk to her and has a, like a heart to heart and talks to her about no 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 it was worth it like I, I got 11 more months with my son he found love like this was this was not worthless right. um so go out have a good cry and get back and do what you do because like you know she, she gives him the pep or yeah. give her the pep talk um and i thought this is a this was a really effective little story that really they used like a a, 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 a nameless character from a from a a good moment mm-hmm. in our comic but otherwise nameless yeah and turned it into like a, a really neat little story for Batgirl. I thought that was really smart. Yeah. Uh, I thought so too. And then it transitions weirdly. This is my biggest problem to her and Dick meeting at a well, hotel room that, well, it's not any hotel room. Well, it doesn't transition but, weirdly. It's only weird because the art changes all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. But like they could have done another title page where she's at the hotel, you know, but it, oh yeah. It, those mid story like yeah that's that's the weird thing here if they just gave me another title page to know that we'd switch to a new writer and artist and it was continuing the story that'd be fine it was just really weird how it's i just turned the page and it's like well this art's weird but we're still continuing the story yep. uh i actually I, I did enjoy this part as well 
this was this was Dick yeah. and Babs in a hotel room, and he's like, oh well, this was meant to be the honeymoon suite for Bruce and Selena. We might as well use it, because because at the end of the first story, she calls Dick and says, hey, I need a shoulder to lean on. You can, can you come? And ultimately, they're kind of talking about you know, could they ever, like not necessarily them together, but you know, could they ever get married? What do they envision? You know, he he's got these dreams of this this Honolulu wedding and on the beach and. He wants this peace and quiet, and mm-hmm. she also wants peace and quiet, but she just wants peace and quiet on a Sunday morning. She wants to wake up next to someone, uh, and, and that, that's like what she's shooting for at the moment. Um, and it, you know, it's this really kind of sweet ending where they're kind of lying there together, and the narration says, you know, he, you know, like I don't really necessarily need like someone to be there all the time, but I need someone to always come when I need them. And Dick is that guy. Like Dick always, the right. Dick always comes. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, sweet. That's good. Yeah, no, but it, it goes in. I like how her this Batman run or Batman Batgirl run, Dick's popped in a couple times. You know, you have the stuff with uh, the Penguin Son, and then you had the whole summer, or that 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 last year, with with all of that. So it, he feels like a supporting character in this book, and it's this nice little bittersweet. Like, yeah, you know, we'll probably never get the storybook ending, but this is close enough. Yeah, like, that, I know. That, this worked as a real thing. Now they've got an ongoing, ongoing thing. We not be, we may not be seeing it all the time, but yeah. there's something there. Um, also, yeah. I, I like to dig about, um, you know, Barbara's kind of joking about, ah, oh, you know, it's not like I necessarily have the dream of the the, the down payment and the, the little, you know, cottage with the white picket yeah. fence. And he's like, down payment. We're millennials. We'll be renting our coffins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's, well, that's solid. Yeah, so you know, and then. That was the the honeymoon suite that was meant for Bruce and Selena, which I thought was a nice touch, you know, um, still open. So yeah, um, my only again that section of the book, my only problem with it is that it's actually two stories they try to pass off as one, you know. So, um, I would almost say it's my the opposite problem. I think it's one story they try and pass off as two. Does that, if that make sense? Well, yeah, I mean, the same thing, but, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like, know, yeah, like, the only problem we have here, really, is that it doesn't make it clear that we're switching over to a, a new there's, team. There's, yeah, there's no transition. Um, like, And it just, does follow on, like, the story follows on. She calls yeah. Dick and says, at the end of the first one, and says, hey, can can yeah. you come over and, you know, mm-hmm. give me a shoulder to lean on? And then it cuts to them in the hotel suite later that same night. Yeah. It, may, You know, it like, it flows perfectly. It's just, uh, oh, wait. Why is the art changed? And it's like, oh, that was a different yeah. story. A different, but... completely different team. But so still good, and yeah. it, it actually works. Like the story's still good. Yeah. Um, I don't, think, I don't think it's as great as the. I mean, I think obviously it's touching my Dick Babs heart a little bit, but yeah. uh, the first story's so good that you know, and, which is good because yeah. she's writing the the run. That's that's just going to be her book now going forward. Yeah, it's and it's well, and the second part is just a decompression of everything. It's mm. her being able just to to talk and you know bounce stuff off of dick and stuff so i i need them both i think i preferred the art in the second section more than than the first Bounce, so bouncing off of dick yes that's what you said yeah um I'm, I'm sure there was i mean all of them just wanted to nap together but i mean yeah they might have been bouncing later um uh, hey whatever they want to do they're, they're both consenting adults so then a, a week a week later um uh we have another story uh, it goes back to scott which is interesting it goes back to scott mm-hmm. Uh, and Paul Pelletier for for the art, and this is actually the 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 story that sets up the the actual arc that's going on. Grotesque has escaped, 
um, and is going around. She's looking for him, and she's hacked into the security systems uh, for the private security mm-hmm. stuff. And it's led her to this, like you know, rich person's house, and she finds the dead bodies and the, the you know the blood. It's like an art display. You know, it's one of these serial kills. You know, your yeah. Hannibal style kind of. I'm going to put on a display. And she, you know she ends up you know finding him and gives her a bit, give him a bit of chase and like realizes he's going back to Gotham and that leads us you know Batgirl back to Gotham and that's what we're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. It's a solid enough little story. It's more of a tease this one and you you get yeah. I, I like the idea of grotesque as a villain so that kind of works much more violent than yeah, before. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where I, I remember seeing grotesque. Um, uh, New Fifty Two, I think. I feel right. It was it was during yeah. the um, the Simone. Oh, what's her name? Simone Run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't think it was it was as extreme during that run. I think I think he's been up a notch to this. Um, but yeah, definitely. He was definitely more of like a, a gentleman thief. Yeah. You know, here now he's he's a full on murderer. Yeah. So and it's interesting. Yeah. It, it only steals one piece of art. Like that, this this house has tons of art all over it, but he just steals the one. He just yeah. steals the one. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm digging about her stories actually. Between the first one and this one, I and it really made me think of video games a little bit specifically. Uh, the Batman video games, or even something like Witcher, or a- any game that's got like a detective vision. When she goes into mm-hmm. a room where there's been like a like it's in the first story, it's when she goes into the room where all the kids have been like sealing off the room, and then this right. one is when she goes into the bedroom. There's like little notes, and it's kind of still narration. It's still kind of her thoughts, but it's in a different color, and it's like labeling parts of the scene, the crime scene. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's so over here. Someone tried to start, you know, put closed it at the bottom of the door. Over here, someone's you know broken the window, like. Like it's like it's like it's labeling all the little details in the crime scene because that's how her mind works. I actually really like that. It's a really simple yeah. little touch, but it, I, I thought that worked. No, it does. Yeah, I'm going back at it now. I noticed it when I first read it, but I forgot until you just yeah um, mentioned it. But no, yeah. So the little stales. It's almost like a Sherlock esque kind of vision where these little yeah. details are being labeled around that the pop panel. up. And mm-hmm. it, it would obviously get tiring if it was in like all over the place, but I think it's neat that just you know the one or two main pages where she goes into like a crime scene. It's like okay, here's all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. That was a neat little touch. And obviously, again, she's going to be the writer going forward, so this will probably be a a, a thing for a while um, yeah. in the run. So I'm cool with that. I'm down. Um, so that just leaves the 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 Denny story to uh to to get into. Um, which uh, you know, I was I'm surprised to say this, but I actually think this was the weakest one of the of the book. Yeah, it was. It was weird. I felt like it would have belonged in an annual just yeah. as a filler. So, yeah. but it also felt like it would have been a cool episode of Batman the Animated Series. We, we actually Batgirl. We actually have focused. an annual coming up in two weeks' time. Yeah, <laughs> we we have the next issue plus the annual in two weeks. We've got a lot of Batgirl uh, on week five this month. Um, but yeah, so it's this it's a story where the with not Mad Hatter we have a. Uh, March, March Harriet, Harriet. yeah, has a lady friend who is mm. trying to come back, and most of the issue is actually her. T- like she's actually like, giving herself up, and she's mm-hmm. telling Batgirl the story of why she wants revenge on this 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 business guy. And it turned out, you know, she she fell for this girl when she first moved here, and she ended up dead when they tried to steal from him. And this is why she wanted revenge. Uh, and then the the, the, the sort of twist at the end, it's very sore too. Uh, she's actually locked the guy inside the safe and yeah. was wanting to suffocate but Batgirl figures it out of course and I couldn't help but feel like don't tell Batgirl your story she's going to figure out whatever you're doing she's, you're just giving her <laughs> details like what, what are you doing yeah it's not a fool but she wanted to be caught you know like yeah. it's fine and, and then of course she, she ends up escaping police custody and Batgirl goes chasing and that's kind yeah. of the end there's, there's not a whole lot to it um, 
it's fine like it's not bad but like after yeah. like I, I feel like the first story had a really good emotional impact uh the second one was a really nice sort of breather and had the dick bab stuff the the the, the setup for the main arc was kind of like oh okay we've got this really bad serial killer and babs has to like be proper detective like mm-hmm. they all had their own hook whereas this one i felt like was like oh it was a fine filler story but it, it wasn't something i felt needed you know like yeah yeah i, I like danny but yeah like like i said it, it's a filler like i don't yeah need it per se so that, that said that's like, yeah, fine out of four stories i really like three of them like i outright yeah. loved them actually in most cases and then there's one that's just yeah it's fine that's not bad. That's not bad going for one of these these bigger issues. Yeah. So I just I like the idea of March Harriet. Like that was a really oh, sure. cool idea, especially with the Wonderland and and whatnot. So, but but yeah, I mean, I, the art Paul Pelletier. I like Pelletier a lot. Was it Pelletier so, again? That last one. Yeah. Okay, yep. Cool. So wait, are you sure? I, so. I, th- I think so. it was. Uh, no, I think it was. Was it not? Was Hold something. on, I'm checking. I'm sure it was someone. I remember looking at it and think and. Oh no, Paul uh, Pelletier so, was the one before. Yeah, it's Lupacino. This it's Lupacino. That's why I liked yeah. it so much. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, P- Pelletier was the the one right before it yeah. with grotesque, and that's who's gonna be. Which I like that art though too. So. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, admittedly, the the, the last story plot has the best art, but is the the worst story. <laughs> so yeah, you know, trade off, I guess. Uh, but yeah. I really like Batgirl issue 25 like I was really into the vast majority of it yeah. and I'm excited for the new run now um, you know I was I was almost thinking oh you know Larson's run ended we're starting a new run like you know like is it, is it going to go downhill is, is this something that can be cut and I'm reading this and I'm like nah I'm into this <laughs> like this is this is solid yeah uh, we're, we're, we seem to be on fire um, if anything uh, Larson's got some competition here this might not be as cut and dry as I thought it was going to be um, which is yeah you- so, uh, what were you rating it, Matt? What are you going to be giving Batgirl 2025? Uh, man, so you have to take in the different stories to account, right? So there was one that was, was, was weak. So, uh, man, this one's tough. You go first, and I'll, I'll base it off of that. Because I could go two, one two ways. Yeah, I'm going to go with a nine. Like I, I, I like as much yeah. as I didn't like the last one as much. Like I, I think the first three, and specifically the fact that right. the other ones leading into the, the new run and. Um, the emotional impact of that first story, like yeah. yeah, nine out of ten for me. Yeah, so then then I'll go with an eight. If anything, so. my my only complaints about the the stories that I did like was that I maybe didn't love the art as much as I would have liked. Like I thought there was a couple of weird mm-hmm. facial expressions here or there, uh, especially in the first story, which it was probably the best story, but it, it did have maybe the weakest art of the of the bunch. Um, yeah, just just in facing and stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't terrible by any means. It was just it wasn't no. wasn't popping. It wasn't like oh, I'm like, you know. Uh, but hey, uh, so all right, okay, nine and eight. Uh, that's pretty solid. All right, so uh, have yeah. no fear. Batgirl will still be covered with the new run, seemingly. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the the next issue plus the annual are both in two weeks' time. Um, so we get a double dose of Batgirl. So that will take us on to the other Bat Lady, though. That's Batwoman number eighteen. Um, which you know, I've been kind of down on, but it was one issue left. So this is the final issue. It was it was worth reading the final one, just seeing how it was. Oh, okay. Um, so. So last issue we set up Clock King had these like clock bots. <laughs> uh, of course he did. They were selling drugs and whatnot and attacked Renny and Montoya. Uh, this was the fight with him, uh, which just kind of goes as you'd expect it to. Uh-huh. And then basically just the epilogue section of the book. Okay. 
that you'd expect. You know, it's the epilogue where she's talking about her experiences. She has to reference everything that's happened in the book so far. You know, she took this year out to go and do all this stuff and uh, track down Sophia and, like, realising this is just the start of her story. I think my main problem with this is, one, I do feel that Bennett sometimes puts far too much uh, on the page. Like, she, like mm-hmm. there's a, there's a two-page spread towards the end where it's her kind of, like, just summing up Bat, you know, Batwoman's just in the narration summing up all of her feelings and it's like two pages with like 25 caption boxes and I just couldn't help but feel like you could make this succinct in about three or four boxes <laughs> we don't need this many um, and that, that, that so like as much as I appreciate all the epilogue stuff it felt very generic in, in terms of an epilogue it's like oh she you know like her and Rennie might start dating again it kind of implies that you know there's like it's kind of obvious what you know what it's doing um, and that's basically yeah because it was like uh, clock king has his drug kind of lets you see like a possible future and she envisions her and renee together and having dinner with with julia and her sister and and all the rest of it um uh, and she, she even sees some other stuff she sees like tim and steph driving it just it's just kind of like oh here's what's happening with the rest of the bat family right now uh, as she's seeing this um it was okay kind of like batwoman's been for a little while it was okay I mean, that's this this Batman run's been all over the place. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's it started started high. Started, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of just coasted down into what it is, and that's a shame because you know there's a character that's gaining prominence. You kind of want a good uh, yeah. series out there. I, I'll bet you, I'll so. bet you anything. Uh, when the, if the TV show starts, there'll be a new Batman book around that. Oh, time. With, without a doubt, it wouldn't surprise me if we we go six months and then. There'll be some other kind of Batwoman book, whether it's I mean, she, her leading a team or what, you yeah, know. Batwoman's going to be in the crossover in like December, so I mean that maybe feels too soon to relaunch a Batwoman book, but yeah, um, maybe she'll end up in Outsiders, maybe she'll end up somewhere else, who yeah. knows? But um, yeah, it's just kind of okay. I'm, I'm kind of like you know, I was thinking about dropping it three or four issues ago, um, and then I knew I found out it was ending. I thought, well, I'll finish it now, but I am kind of glad that I don't have to. You know, it, it felt like it was it was that final book this week where I was like, okay, this is the last one. Um, I put it off to the end, and when I when I'm constantly putting off the same book to the end, I know there's something going on here. Uh, so yeah, I'm so I'm I'm kind of relieved to have it have it be off the off the list, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it was terrible by any means. It was, you know, it's a six. No, but it's a six out of ten. Through, yeah, when you go through as many books as we do, yeah, you know, you, you, when something feels like filler, you kind of want to drop it. So, you know, yeah, I guess, I guess that's yeah, that's, that's the thing. I feel like filler. It has felt like filler for a while, which is a shame. But mm-hmm. hey ho. So that that was Batwoman eighteen, short and sweet. Um, which takes out the last book of the week, which is Aquaman thirty nine. Dan Abnett writing, Joe Bennett on the art. This is the um, the the second part of this crossover, not the final part. No, got more of this next month. Um, but so Aquaman decides not to tell Mira that he suspects there's foul play going on in Atlantis, and he goes to investigate, and he ends up taking Dolphin and the head of the the the, the armory or beast beastmaster, whatever oh. he's called. <laughs> yeah, it's Jerk. There it's you go. Jerk, Bits, that dude. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, he's he's my favorite. I like that yeah, dude. And then Undine, um, who's obviously one of the, the recurring characters yeah. we've had uh, this run. Which is cool. I love I love that there's a great supporting cast for Aquaman now. I love yep. that I can name a bunch of Aquaman characters outside yep. of. I was just gonna say that because yeah. they all and they all feel like it makes sense. Of course, you would take Biss. Like he can't bring Merc. Merc's on security. He's on dispatch duty. Yep. You know, watching everything. So, so yeah. Um, yeah. And the Suicide Squad gets involved. 
Um, and yeah, they, they capture Deadshot and Harley, and uh, Master Jailer is determined to. Or no, no, it's, it's Satananus who's determined to blow up the nuke. He's, he's still determined to do it, regardless. Uh, but so Mira's pissed at Arthur for not telling him because uh, she finds mm-hmm. out and she's like Arthur where have you been you've been avoiding me and why are you not telling me these things he's like oh you've got deniability and I'm trying to protect you and I don't want to ruin your, your reign he's like no I want you to buy me you idiot stop it um, so so they're going to yeah but he makes a lot of good points about like well now you're going to have to retaliate because the US government set up yeah. a group but they're going to disavow them so you're kind of between a rock and a hard place you know, well, her, uh, her response is, "Well, we'll have to do something under the table, shady, then in return." Yeah, but oh, man, two wrongs don't make a right. You know. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I get that, and I feel like at this point, Aquaman should know well enough that the Suicide Squad is just Waller. Like, they should just go after yeah. Waller, hold her accountable, and just uh-huh. deal with it that way. But whatever. So, yeah. so that that's kind of the end of the issue. Is that Mira saying now we're going to do some shady tactics as well? Well, we'll we'll do some you know black ops and then we'll see we'll yep. see how it goes but um is it okay issue i, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily love yeah. it i thought the art was kind of weird like yeah it feels like it's because... not, not what i come to expect in aquaman for no, yeah we're, we're, we're definitely away from the federici who's been doing the art um, and i feel like we probably will be now because i mean obviously that's just a crossover and then we have the setup issue for uh the drowned and then presumably right. the conics coming on soon after that yeah so um yeah the art was a bit spotty and the crossover is great. I mean, I'm I'm invested because I'm so invested in Aquaman's world right now because of the the previous arcs, and I've been really into it. Mm-hmm. And I care about Dolphin and and Mark yeah. and everything else. But I did like Deadshot and Harley interacting with Dolphin and Aquaman. Like mm-hmm. that didn't feel annoying, like in the Suicide Squad. Oh, issue. Sure. That might just because of Abnett. Is I prefer to yeah to Rob Williams yeah Harley oh. try to like uh, banter with with Dolphin uh, she's like what am I going to have to do both sides of the the mid the mid fight banter mm-hmm. you know is that is that what's happening here yeah. I was like yeah that's, that's cute yeah. Yeah. and also uh, Dolphin using the full effect of her 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 uh, the flashbang basically and Harley <laughs> talking about how she can't see bioluminescence you know? I believe is the yeah her bioluminescence the but but the way that she used it it was you know. It was like a flashbang, and Harley just continually talking how they could literally be anywhere, and she wouldn't know. Yeah, because she's like, she's, she she's starting to clear up a little bit by the end, but she's yep. still really blurry. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it was a fair issue. This was like a, I want to say like six point five for me. Yeah, oh six six for me. The art yeah. wasn't where where it should have been, and yeah, jo- just... my problem with the art was it looked really flat. Like everything felt flat. Yeah. There was no, there was no depth. Yeah, well, because since since twenty five, where you had Sejic come in, there was a sense of depth, Taco Man, which makes sense. And here, that's gone. You know, Federici kept it going. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know if it's just compared to previous Aquaman. Though I feel like there's just like a, a really flatness to this image and and the book. It's like um, just some weird. Actually, the variant as well, which the the variant with Mira on the throne. Like it looks very good, apart from the fact that her face looks really weirdly stuck on to the rest of it. It's like it's weird. Yeah. Like the the detail and everything else looks great, and then her face just feels really. It's like someone's photoshopped their head onto another person's yeah. body. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It looks like bad Photoshop. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. So b- bizarre, but hey, hey, there you go. That's <laughs> that's 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 what you have. Um. So yeah, well, obviously we'll start with the crossover. We'll we'll get the next part. Is the next part in Suicide Squad yeah. next month? Is that? I believe so. Okay, I guess we're reading Suicide Squad again. That's weird. Um, 
I wish I wish I wasn't. <laughs> well, not not long left now, Matt. We're we're almost out of the. Oh, I know. I know. Shit. Uh, but that was the last book, which does mean that we're on to picking our favorites of the week, which do consist of best panel slash moment, best best cover, best art, and our top five books. Uh, so no, that's fun. Um. So best panel slash plash moment, uh, plash moment, best panel slash moment. Oh, your mic's going, Matt. Oh, everyone's going all at once. I'm, I'm speaking nonsense. Matt's, Matt's mic's fighting back. Cyborg Superman's invaded and yeah. controlling it. Doom. Yeah, doom. Yeah. Uh, so. So. There you go, Matt. So my my panel comes from Justice League, and it's it's uh, Barry learning to slow down. And just be still. There, there's two. There's one of him sitting there, and then there's the reverse where you can kind of see from behind him, and he's sitting in like that lotus pose, and it's it's really cool to see Flash not moving. Like there's and Jimenez. I'm just calling him Jimenez because I'm dumb sometimes. Jimenez uh, did a really good job at like a good artist can always make Flash feel energetic, mm-hmm. right, with the poses. But this pose was perfect for like stillness. Like I, I bought the flash, the slowing down. Yeah. Um, no, I can't argue with that one. Um, it's tempted to go with the white lantern at the end, but I think I have to go with Batman. I have to go with that two-page uh, Batman in the darkness, looking up and seeing Catwoman for like a second in the night on the fire escape. Uh, there's emotionally that just hits the right moment, and uh, it's beautiful to look at, of course. So. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, that's, that's what wins out for me. Uh, best cover of the week. And I never think about this in advance, and I really should. Cause yeah. I, I could pick this before I even read the books. I mean, yeah, so, right? So I should. Um, Batgirl's variant's quite good. The eyes are a little bit on the creepy side, but it's it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I like I like the Batgirl, just regular cover. Oh, the regular Is cover's pretty, nice as well, yeah. Pretty sure it's Albuquerque. It looks like Albuquerque, yeah. yeah. It's a nice throwback to the start of the run where he was doing all the art. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, but um, um, the Green Lantern one's pretty cool because it looks like one of those um Saul Bass pieces from the '60s, like the title. Mm. You know, so like it reminds me a lot of Vertigo, like that opening sequence. Uh, but Batman also with the negative space of, you know, it looks like it's Bruce standing there on a gargoyle, but then you look inside and there's more going on with him and Selena, like. So, I'll you know what I'll go with the regular Batgirl. No, I'm really looking at them and thinking about it. Yep, that that's my pick too. Right, since nice. I saw it was Albuquerque, that's what it was gonna be. But I was just trying to give out other options. Yeah, no, no, uh, some good stuff. Uh, so top art of the week then. Hmm. This one's tough because there's two. There's really two. Yeah, it's Batman and Justice League, right? Those are the yeah. two that you're fighting yeah. between. I think I have to go with Batman. I have to go with Lee Weeks, and I think the reason for that is because I feel like there was some really emotion, really good emotional moments in the art that really, really sang. Whereas Justice League is typically fantastic. A couple of yeah. little things here or there that didn't quite, you know, work, but for the most part, very good. Um, but I think Lee Weeks on on Batman uh, was hitting the emotion for me, and I think that's always impressive as an, for an artist. Yeah. And and I'll, I agree with all of that. It, again, I said it the last two times. 
it feels like a Brubaker and Phillips. Oh book. yeah, it's very moody. And like you say, that that, yeah. that two pages with the, with all the villains, the colours, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. So it just it nails it, so Yeah. My my my, my arm is now squeaking when I uh, I thought that was on the cats. Uh, I think I need to tighten the uh the screw yeah. a little bit. Hold on. There we go. There we go. That's that's fixed it. Right. Um so uh top five books of the week then. Top five books. Matt. Mm-hmm. So, number one is Justice League. No, wait, Batman. I'm trying to remember <laughs> my rankings. I think it's Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Justice League, and then Batgirl, and then Green Lanterns, and... Man, that doesn't leave me with a whole lot. Uh, then I, I guess Aquaman? That's... I only read five? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you read five. Oh, there, you so go. there you go. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to put Batgirl number one, actually. Batgirl yeah, surprised me it impressed me uh, Batman's at number 2 uh, Justice League at number 3 Green Lantern's at number 4 Aquaman at number 5 yeah less books this week so number 5 is a bit of a weird weird placement but um, yeah so there you go That that is that is the top books of the week which does lead me to tell you what's coming next week so let me get my list up um, so next week we have Detective Comics 987 Action Comics 1002 Wonder Woman 53 which we may get to I, haven't, I still haven't read 52 if I get yeah. if I get time to squeeze that in I might catch up and mm-hmm. read 53 as well <coughs> uh oh but no promises Matt stall for a second I'll take a drink yep okay so did you say Terrific's number 7 because that's also coming out that is true uh, that's a weird order yeah. though uh, I was uh, going to go with Flash to number 53 next. That's fine. And then Justice League uh, Dark number 2. Yeah. And then you mentioned Terrific, so then I'll say Silence yeah. at number 8. We also have issue 1 of a miniseries, uh, Batman Kings of Fear, which we'll probably check out and see how that is. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Uh, also coming out that we're not covering is Teen Titans 21, Batman Beyond 23, and Raven Daughter of Darkness number 7. So uh, those are also out next week. But uh, that is what's coming up on the show next week. So yeah. look forward to that. Look forward to the books. It's weird to me that it delayed Batgirl number 20, unless they just had to because it wasn't ready, but because uh, yeah. it would make more sense to me to have a Batgirl out once per week rather than having two out in week five, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just do, do, do your thing, DC. Whatever. I'm, I'm not, yeah. Fix it. Mind. Anyway, uh, so that's the show. Uh, so that has been Comics from the Multiverse, episode 117. You can, mm-hmm. of course, let us know what you thought of the books in the comments and stuff. Uh, keep in mind, we'll be asking for questions again come week five. Um, let us know what you thought of the books. Uh, like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. But, of course, we have to mention patreon.com slash TV. You can go over there and support the show, support uh, everything we do. Um, and you can become a patron. You get some bonuses. Uh, at the $5 tier, you get the access to the monthly episode, as well as voting every so often. Every time it was a week five month, we put a vote out for that that book, which is a... You know, a, a you know, trade paperback, graphic novel, whatever you want to call them. And me and Connor talk about that. Um, so you can support us over there. Um, and if you can't do that, don't feel too bad. You can support us over there for as little as a dollar if you want to. Um, and if you can't do that, you know, just, uh, you know, give us a good rating, uh, like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Uh, even turn off your ad block if you're watching on YouTube and, you know, let the ads play. Like, you know, that, that seriously uh, does help. So uh, all of that is all that is a, is a good idea. Uh, so thank you very much once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Um, Connor will be back next week, um, unfortunately. So he always sounds like a threat. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? 
so he's he's back then. Uh, but that is us. Otherwise, thank you very much once again. We will see you next time. Keep reading DC Comics, guys, and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. You gotta bounce that off your dick. What was that? <laughs>